the Protect Your Neck Podcast. UFC 282 and Bellator 289 breakdowns. Picks, plays, and whatever else comes our way. Let's go to work. Hot air hangs like a dead man from a white oak tree. People sitting on porches thinking how things used to be. Dark night. It's a dark night. Dark night. It's a dark night. Hey yo, what's up everybody? It's Dan Tom here from the Protect Your Neck Podcast. You see my work probably on MMA Junkie, maybe a little bit on Action Network, but on this year program, the Protect Your Neck Podcast. We break down high-level MMA. That's what we're going to do here today tonight. Whenever you're listening to this, hopefully it's for the fight. It is a late-night breakdown going live on my YouTube channel, Daniel Tom MMA. Thank you guys for the likes. Sorry for keeping you guys for waiting. Like, subscribe, subscribe to join the chat. Um, this might be like one of the first ones where we can actually do a super chat. Not that I fucking deserve um, anything. But, uh, yeah, I don't know if you guys are allowed to like uh, donate and stuff like that doesn't matter whether you donate or not. I'm going to do my best to get to you guys in the chat. Especially if you like your dudes, like my guy Eric Betts fights over there. One of the good dudes in the community. Hopefully getting together. He's literally in my community in Las Vegas. So hope, hopefully you're linking up with him uh, in, in many shapes or forms. But uh, it seems like a great dude. Uh, thank you, sir. Appreciate that. Of course, my guys. I, I definitely got to gotta link up with these guys uh, sometime. Their coast or my coast. Beast Coast, East Coast, or, you know, uh, we're not really the West Coast. We're just a desert. It's a Mad Max land. Make that. I'll try to make that money. Try to make that money. Shout out to TB and Guru of Chronic Combat Conversations, another channel. Both the ones I just shared, by the way. Good people in the community. You're looking to add to your uh, references there. As people pile in, making sure I'm not muted, that's great. Always, right? I'm going to share this uh, on YouTube. But, uh, yeah, if you guys got any questions, we're going to uh, knock this out. To here for... It's been a long day. Uh, I'm trying to get wrapped up. This is my last breakdown of the year. Taking the last week off, I'll be in Hawaii back home next week for the first time in over a decade that it's over 11 years exactly to not, that, that it's not either for a work or funeral. I haven't been back to Hawaii unless it's been for a work or a funeral for like 11 years now. So I'm just going back to see my grandma with my girlfriend and uh, very grateful for that. We both need that. This year has kicked our asses um, as, uh, you know, I've been sharing you guys just little glimpses into uh the luck, it's not just, you know, self-complaining bullshit. It's like, you know, and thank you guys for those shouts, by the way, in the tweets. I'm going to get this out um, while I do the uh, usual walk and talk. It's disjointed. I apologize, but, uh, you know, uh, I'm, I'm doing everything solo here. No help, uh, as per usual. So you know how that goes, folks. Some of you literally, again, y'all are uh, content creators out there, too. Uh, there's the hot word. Uh, well, don't worry. We'll, we'll get to some uh, Patty, the, uh, the white natty pimplet there. Uh, gonna get this shared out for you, kind folks, and we'll get this show going on the road, as they say. At Dom, at, at Dan Tom MMA is where uh, you can find me for the most part. At the PYM Podcast on all social platforms. If you're listening to this in the future, in the future, future on audio. Give us a, a like and ratings on Apple uh, Podcasts. I'm trying to get on more. Again, folks, we're gonna have like almost a month off, but I'm gonna have some assignments um, to do. Um, for Junkie, so uh, you know, we'll see. I just got, I'm going to revamp, see where the heck I'm at because uh, I don't know. Um, yeah, it's trying, you know. Um, it, it's it's been trying as I as I get this out here. Um, 
we'll get into this recap and, and try to knock this out as fast as possible. But, uh, you know, I appreciate everybody. Everybody's been well-meaning, man, whether you're trying to give advice or this or that. Um, people, obviously, I know in the DMs. Appreciate you guys and your love. Um, it's just been it's been a little tough because, A, you do get this all-out weirdos that I don't know that are, like, giving you advice that are, like, are you really regurgitating, like, Jordan Peterson on me, sir? Um, and, like, you know, they're doing just, like, you know, real just grifty-ass things and just I've got it figured out when they clearly don't got it figured out things. And I don't know, man. Like, there's good-natured advice, and I've gotten a lot of good that. And shouts to my friends who have given me that. Don't get me wrong. And a lot of it is in good nature, right? And, and, and it's not, not bad advice. But man, is it is, is it is it tough whether you're getting like shit on by, by dudes who are saying like you aimlessly walked into ga MMA gambling um, when they created their accounts in 2019 um, and are touting picks and just like as bad as I'm doing, like doing way worse than I am, um, despite making bad bets and getting paid off for them. It's just tough whether it's those guys that are on like the, the you know like the Charles Johnson last week. Or the uh, we'll get to like the you know the Clay Guida Scott Holtzman regardless of the scores no no robberies in any of these fights maybe you can actually maybe argue this I'll go Charles Johnson one regardless uh, you know me I'm not that's not my bag here I'm not trying to argue that I never I, I, I don't um, I try to actually just get into the actual things of it it is tough man when people are like oh and like oh, I got bad luck too and they they've been on like you know regardless of betting records they've been on like ridiculous right beats and I'm like man you know. Um, you know, or you know, or, or you know, um, I'm I'm taking some advice from my guy uh, Dan stuff. I'm gonna well, not really, because I I honestly was gonna go out guns blazing just with my fight, fuck it attitude, um, and, and just kind of volume bet, which I usually don't do. Um, but uh, I I am taking my guy. Speaking of useful advice, shout out to my guy Dan stuff from Action Network. Um, as far as like maybe not thinking so much into the bets this week, and I did like that. Now. Again, another problem with the advice is even the well-meaning and good stuff is, at the end of the day, it doesn't mean shit, folks. Like, I love, that's why, like, my favorite thing is watch whenever, like, a capper, content creator, journal, whoever it is that's placing out bets, whatever they want to call themselves. Um, they, uh... Once they're on a hot streak, like people will go tout. That's kind of like the saying. But like, there's also another thing where it's like once on a hot streak, people will start tweeting like unsolicited advice. Even like, again, man, like maybe it's just my self-deprecating nature. Like, even if it's something I'm really, really, you know, specialize in, I'm real careful about like, you know, you know, going. Oh, this is the time for me to share to, to share advice. But like, people will do it unsolicitedly, and they'll be like saying, like, almost like they've got the game figured out. Like, see, folks, I learned a long time ago. You don't bet this. This is what you bet. And da da da. And like, don't get me wrong. Again, I'm not shitting on anybody because, and 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 not that it's all bad because a lot of it has, has a lot of quality things in there. What I am saying is this game is so damn volatile, folks. The ups and downs are built in, regardless of how you do. You know, you're throwing, you know, whether you're throwing darts or actually like trying, like I am. Um, that that's what it is, man. It's just it's volatile, you know. Like like, well, I forget what Vietnam movie it, it was, you know. This FNG, this fucking new guy. Some guys lucky and some guys ain't. That's the truth, you know. Everybody's like got their things like ah FNG. He does this, you know. He's not gonna make it out here in the jungle. And like they they all had their like little like you know little takes on it. Some guys were speaking from a place of experience. Some guys weren't. And then I just one guy comes in from left field. I don't know if it was Hamburger Hill or Platoon. Uh, but he's just like, man, some guys lucky and some guys ain't. That's just fucking it. 
and I ain't lucky. And uh, so, you know, I apologies for being like showing my ass. So I apologize for being snippy because, like, again, I was even, you know, I was even having people compare their bad luck to mine. And I'm just like, I love you, brothers. Uh, I know this is good natured, but do not, A, take the one thing uh, that I do have and I'm clinging on to right now, which is my bad luck. Like, that's the only thing I do have right now. Don't, don't, don't take that away from me. And B, Again, not just, you know, pretty much everybody across the board. I could just offhand name all the, the you know, all the beats uh, that night and, and, and just, just recently weeks prior that they've gotten and I, and I haven't. But um, it, it, it's also just one of those things where it's like, uh, it's like, yeah, yeah, don't, don't, <laughs> don't, uh, sorry, got, got hit in the head too much and I'm trying to share this out right now. But don't, um, yeah, don't take that away and uh, yeah, like. Again, not just with the bets. You know, I, I'm one of the few rant-running shows where I'm like, think of a bad uh, referee call, questionable stoppage, bad store carts, air quote robberies that you consider. Put them in there. I'll tell you in the chat. I'll always tell you guys what side I was on. And uh, oh boy, oh boy. Like, you know, to, to compare to that, and then I tweeted the other day, just like all I tweeted was like things that broke in the last month or so. And I didn't include body parts. I didn't include, you know, the bullshit that my girlfriend's going through that's making me kind of nuts right now. Um, she's just getting really unfair beats, you know. Um, the repeated denials from good deserving people, um, you know, uh, from the U.S. government and, and, and money they owe. Uh, folks to serve this country with my stepfather uh, and mother just going through just shit bad beats her whole life. Like, I complain about my No, no, no. She's she's definitely got it. That's where I, you know, wish I had the Pulpadoris luck, but now I've got my mom's luck, unfortunately. And yeah, just from all sides. So it's not just bets here, folks. I apologize for showing my ass. I'm not going to get too into it because there's fucking weirdos out here and people like smell blood in the water and, you know, weakness because that's what weakness does. I, we have to lie and be like, everything's good, bro. I'm fine. Let's make this money because all I do, ha, ha, ha. Uh, strong, strong, strong. Macho, macho, macho. Fake, fake, fake. Uh, I don't know. But then my approach of being honest, vulnerable. Uh, not seeing those things as weaknesses and when it comes to actually being a man like taking care of your fucking family getting in a cage stepping on in front of a stage in front of people like shit that people are terrified of doing or can't or fucking go their lives don't already doing here but hey hey you know hey i i, I guess i got it wrong um but yeah man i just uh, i'm not gonna turn into the uh, fucking dump hour but i just wanted to acknowledge that shit and yeah j just even like tweeting the shit that's broke in the last month and a half like people were like what fucking Indian burial ground, burial ground did you shit on, sir? Um, and again, so it's it, it's getting it from all beats. So yeah, yeah. I apologize when I get a little angry for like the umpteenth time when I just seemingly cannot get on the side of the fighter who, according to people who know the criteria, have fought or just understand fighting and consistently break it down the right way. Those people I listen to with the multiple different facets through the analyst and media space. 90% of them I'm usually on the right side of. It's just unfortunate. So we're going to push on. We're going to get through this. And uh, uh, after I uh, after I get this share here. Um, all right. Live now. Breaking down. Hashtag. Yeah, Dan Todd needs a break, right, folks? I know. It's been a long one. Uh, UFC 282. Feel free to join here. Here. And, uh, yeah, and then, you know, just coming off a six-week camp, the usual burnout that I experienced in this work, you know, um, tonight's like these, I think the, the award show just wrapped. Um, and uh, I don't know who got analyst of the uh, analyst, which, which, 
UFC former UFC or UFC fighter slash former UFC fighter who works on a UFC broadcast on in the booth because those are all specifics that you got to have it now to like be even be nominated but it's just it's disheartening man like shouts to my guy by the way you know Mike Bone from MMA Junkie with his nomination my guy's John Morgan I don't know if he's nominated he should always be nominated working hard my guy Aaron Bronstetter you know I, I did a special tweet for him really deserved his nomination the people that don't get nominations that deserve it the actual journalists the Kareem's and Dan's of the world um yeah man shouts to all you know shouts to all of them I'm definitely not trying to be a hater here it's just it's difficult again difficult just uh putting so much work into so many different things and just taking L after L and then knowing like even just like uh you know ups and downs come in the game but like overall ceiling that like no matter how air quotes good that I I could do at my job I will never even be nominated and recognized as an analyst despite that's everything I've done so it's uh that's a little frustrating not being you know putting in the work not being able to fight is frustrating um and just uh yeah 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 and then you're stuck at uh then you're stuck um you're stuck at home and then dealing with all just the, the multitude of different things and stuff so it's uh it's not healthy i wouldn't recommend it um but uh there's no way that things could suck this bad this year without it being a little bit good next year so i don't know what capacity i'll be back in rounding the corner of this message folks this can be the last breakdown show this year. Um, I still have to renegotiate my contract with Junkie. You know, um, I, I just hope to get a seat at the table at this point, and you guys can wish me well when that comes. Um, everybody at the Action Network is great. I just don't know if I'm going to be with them next year for a couple of reasons, and one of which I just feel like the spot honestly could be better served right now by somebody who. Uh, you know, again, is, is is a little more a little more fruitful. Um, but everybody there is fantastic, man. Pre Clint, Tony, uh, Billy Ward, uh, Brian, Dan. Uh, for anybody I'm missing, sorry, it's it's escaping. Liam, my guy Liam's with us now. Uh, but yeah, it, it's it's a uh, it's uh, uh, we'll see where I end up, folks. I don't know what capacity. But this podcast sure shit's gonna be here. I'm not gonna get merch out in time, but I'm I'm actually gonna give that a shot. Um, uh, my girlfriend's actually really super talented with design stuff, so she's maybe going to be able to help me, uh, given some, uh, you know, some bullshit she's going through. Uh, she may have some more time to help me, which means we might have some merch. Um, but uh, I'll keep you guys posted on that. Not that I deserve the plug or fucking sell anything uh, at this point. Um, so yeah, that that is that. Shouts to uh, D Loves underscore Turmeric underscore Tonic on Instagram. Uh, that's the turmerictonic.com, by the way. Um, you can actually get your own bottles there. A discount on it if you use code PROTECT15 at checkout at the turmerictonic.com. Also, shout out to everybody, uh, to my guy Javi Guzman, who's uh, fighting uh, Teco Quinones. I didn't realize, I know Javi's been competing lately. He's my buddy down in Mexico. I used to train with him back in our uh, back in the Extreme Couture days, even though I'm back there. So I don't know why I'm speak, still speaking like it's past tense when I'm, you know, I'm fucking back, baby. Uh, but uh, but shouts to my guy Javi, you know, who's who's clearly scratching some itches off his back that he still has. I clearly still have a lot of anger and issues with me, so I'm going to be going back next year and finishing it, uh, getting getting in there and uh, taking my frustrations out on somebody. This time I don't got to worry about playing nice because there's nobody in the fucking program. Uh, but yeah, shouts to my guy Javi Guzman, and just shouts to all you for being kind sitting through this bullshit. Okay, UFC Orlando recap starts at 15 minutes. Um. 
Yeah, so we went 7-7 seven and seven overall, 0-1 oh in straight picks slash parlay pieces because I did a parlay in two houses and a straight play in one house um, with crossover on Holtzman, of course, because it had to be. 0-2 oh in, uh, in props, 2-4 and four in the round robins, um, which meant we went 0-1 oh in one of the long shot parlay. Uh, of course, the card was headlined by Stephen Thompson defeating Kevin Holland. Really upset on this one just because I just, I'm so scared. Like, Holland fights are one of the few fights. Like, I did this with Tim Means where I picked Holland, but I picked Means by decision because if it got to decision, it's probably going to be Stephen, uh, you know, the person that's not Kevin Holland winning. Um, even though Holland's got some generous decisions in the past. Uh, of course, just bummed out that I didn't back my guy Stephen Thompson at dog odds. He styled on him, like I, I said, but, you know, was I too head-fucked? Or is it just the fact that, you know, Kevin Holland is super hard no matter who you uh, match him up with? Not, not hard, but just it's weird. Weird to break down, right? Um, and not no matter who, but a majority. A majority, surprisingly. And then, you know, you know, I hate not being on the side of the veteran when they actually win. And there was a, a, a few things of that, whether it was the veterans that I like or, you know, Maybe not so much a great history with, which we'll get to. But happy for Stephen Thompson. Rafael Desanos was a veteran I was on, although the bet didn't come through. Defeated Brian Barberina. Should have known there'd be more grappling. Uh, I, I guess I just still had more faith in Barberina's get-up game. Um, uh, that maybe Desanos would have to, you know, beat him up with some knees in the body in the clinch. Yeah, Barberina's been hurt to the body, but again, didn't happen. Just a bad bet. It sucks, man. Like, you know, I'm on this thread, too, for the uh, prop squad, and we, we, we should chime in. And you can jump in as as early as you want, it seems like, you know. So, you know, it's on you at the end of the day. In other words, it's on me. So why do, why do I complain? But, again, like I often complain about closing line value and getting this or that. Like, I long parted with those things and made peace with those things. But it is hard to make peace with it when it's like you're the last of the party on picking props. And then because not only, you know – Things prices change to where you might not even be able to, you know, because I think it's like plus 350 or plus 400 is the minimum uh, for our prop squad. So it might actually like if you're doing something like it's like plus 450, by the time you get to end of fight week, it might have gone down. Now you now you can't even use it, or somebody else has taken it. And just with that fear of those things happening, it kind of like and that, that's why I want that's why I was so happy when I was taking off a junkie staff fix because I don't need the anxiety what everybody else is picking, what everybody else is on. Um, or in this case, especially when, you know, stuff that could be taken and stuff. Uh, so you're just like, you got that FOMO. You're like, am I missing out? And then you have your eye on a prop, but you don't want to, you know, at least for me, I don't want to say it right away. Because, again, I'm not like one of those people who just like throws the fucking dart at the board or just does research, but minimal research, and then makes the pick. Or a person who does, looks at the line first, either makes the bet because of the line or goes, okay, wait, let me not get excited. Let me at least research a little bit. But you're not acknowledging the subconscious bias of the confirmation bias because you already placed your bet and looked at the fucking number, right? Uh, that's why I try not to look at the numbers, which means I do this long OCD thing where I have to break down the fight and then I look at the numbers and see what line makes sense with the analysis. And that's a much longer in-depth process that doesn't always pay off. And again, puts you at the tail end when you're trying to get your picks in. So... No excuses. It was just a, that was actually just a bad bet. That was a bad bet. Matthews Nicolau defeated Matt Chanel. Um, I was gonna jump on the undershots with my guys. The MMA analysis. It was a great plus number, um, and I saw others cash that too. I just, of course, not only do I not get access to the fan, and I, this is the wrong time to complain about not getting lines when those of you in Jersey and my brothers up north in Canada, especially Ontario, 
uh, are getting messed over, and it's it's affecting your boy too. By the way, there's no there's no preview shows. By the way, uh, day of fight day preview shows, and nothing. You know, again, I just gave a shout out to my guy Aaron. It feels up to us. Me me and Aaron will be working more together. We we love each other. Uh, you know, he's my arrow life mate. Not really, but you know, I, I love Aaron. Um, but uh, but yeah, man, I I've been being affected too. You know, and again, speaking of things, putting a lot of work into building towards something, and having yeah, it's been a theme. It's been a theme, folks. A little salt in my sandwich. Yes, you salted my words. You're not imagining it. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, uh, you know, I don't, not only do I not get the FanDuel, the DraftKings, uh, not only do I get like the other just cool, but just in general betting houses that aren't connected to fantasy with like the good lines. Uh, I get like this, just the shit lines, man. Like you look at like the best fight odds across the board projections and stuff. Like you look at the houses with the worst lines. That's where I live, baby. Um, so yeah, I couldn't even get a fucking plus number. I couldn't even get a plus 100. And I should have just jumped on like a minus 107, which was like the lowest number showing at only one house. Like, don't be greedy, Dan. Like, look at look at how my night ended up, you know? Could have saved me. But of course, again, I let the lines keep me away. Um, I didn't do that or put as much thought into a total that I played this time. Perhaps, but again, am I doing it because of FOMO missing this out? We'll get to that. It's a total on the main card, folks. Maybe you can guess what it is. Sergey Pavlovich defeated Tai Tuivasa. Of course... Tai Tuivasa, Derek Lewis, Sergey Pavlovich, like, it's been almost the, that love triangle, it's been the outcome, not just like the uh, underdog, because it's the favorite one this time, right? So it's not that so much, but it's usually like the fan favorite guy, I should say, um, is usually the one losing all those things, and that was not the reason why I picked it, because I actually picked it down to literally the round, the method, and even the cage positioning, if you look at my Lewis, Sergey Pavlovich breakdown. Of course... You know, again, that's the thing. It's like, it's smart to, like, be air quote smart and, and measured about how you bet. And then to, you know, go over and look at where you're hitting, where you're missing. Heavyweight is obviously super volatile for what's already a volatile sport. If you were to tell yourself not to bet heavyweight fights or you would have that a steadfast rule, most people would call you a smart better, a disciplined better at the very least. Uh, but these are the motherfuckers that I, I hit the best on. And sure enough, I got no money on them because I'm out here trying to be smart. Uh, you know, uh, while I get frustrated with people like betting like risky ass fights and ending up on top or getting sweaty ass decisions go their way. And like, meanwhile, it's like, you know what, Dan, why don't you just have a little bit of that balls and gusto in your, in your pocket? Maybe you'll get rewarded for it. No, because sometimes you're lucky and sometimes you're not. And it's clear. This isn't me being negative, but the, 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 the fucking receipts, uh, and much appreciations to you. That's, that's all I want is a little notch. I don't need charity. I don't need you guys hit shit in the super chat. I don't need any of that shit. Just a little acknowledgement, man. I don't even want to win no uh, MMA. Just, just to be able to know that I it is a goal that I could be nominated as an analyst and be acknowledged because I am a person that the respect of your peers is much more important. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm on a rant here. Anyways, fuck it. Uh, Roman Delize defeated Jack Ermanson. I'm glad I, you know, didn't didn't bet this one or, you know, or, yeah, didn't bet this one. I thought I was tempted to pick Jack Ermanson. This felt like a dog or pass, like I said. And so it was, Roman Delize, um, chaining the submissions like a madman. Um, I, I love that everybody's acting like that's a, that was a new thing. Uh, it, I'm so lucky, but then again, I'm very lucky to have had the grappling coaches and stuff that I've had and stuff. I've seen those setups uh, plenty of times from coaches like Neil Melanson and sweet MMA versions that are, are, are more simplified than that, by the way. 
Um, if you go to my guy uh, at the Piranha, Dennis Davis, Dennis Davis MMA on Instagram. Um, I know Coach D has been much better about uh, Coach G's. Coach D is an OG of Extreme Couture. He's been much better about posting informationals and stuff. And he's actually got a pretty simple, uh, simple isolation to get to similar positions. But man, props to Delize again, another guy who cross trains at Extreme Couture. Eric Anders defeated Kyle Dawkins. Pick Dawkins here. You guys know I'm not a big uh, believer in Anders and try to remind people, but. I don't blame people that took the Anders shot, man. There's a reason why I stayed off Dawkins, despite him seeming like he'd be a parlay piece. Again, it was that turnaround. And uh, again, I was wrong on the pick, but I'm right on these very specific things. And you're hearing everybody going, oh, exciting Josh Koscheck. Oh, yeah, you know, like he's touching his, touching his face. Guys, I talked about it specifically for this fight, before this fight, but I always bring this up whenever there's a major break reconstruction of orbitals or noses. When you get hit there, there's going to be checkings going on. You want to see how the fighter reacts to it their first fight back before you start betting on them again. I'm glad I took that advice. Hopefully you did. If you were not somebody already on the dog in that case, congratulations, sharp play. And again, nothing against Anders. Happy for Anders. Uh, he really needed that win. Um, calling out Jamie Pickett, though. Like, I don't know about that, man. Uh, Phil Rowe defeated Nico Price. Uh, Phil Rowe always seems like an underdog. I should have just took him as an underdog because I didn't have any underdogs. I should have known what I was asking for. Picking all favorites. And by the way, uh, despite like having a record betting bad year at picks, I, I made the mistake of peaking the standings at Toutmaster, which I've done literally on one hand all, all year. And I saw that I'm in the money. I'm in like top eight of like over 80 to almost 90 people. It's almost 100 people in there. And I'm top eight. And top eight is the only places that pays. And shout out to my guy, Nushan, was number nine. And I tweeted him before the event, or I messaged him before the event, like, because uh, my name is like Buttman or something in there, like Ben Affleck from Mallrats or some shit. And I was like, Buttman with his butt cheeks clenched. And Nushan uh, had a good laugh. And I'm happy it was him that knocked me out of it. But of course, he had a great night. And I fucking sucked shit. It could have been clever. You know, everybody's playing from behind in Top Master. I'm going in here fucking doing all favorites. Like, that could have been a, a sneaky way to secure standings. But, of course, it went the complete other way because there was no other way it would go for me with my luck this year. Uh, Angela Hill defeated Emily Ducote. I did not watch it because I was just too busy and just kind of just... Again, it, it wasn't, you know... You think I'd be used to it at this point. Um, it's not a big... It just... You know, with the with the Clay def Guida defeating Scott Holtzman, of course, that's what I was gonna you know complain about. And it wasn't even complaining about the decision. I tweeted beforehand it wasn't a robbery, and I tweeted the dynamic. It just I also tweeted and called the irony of the dynamic, which is that I am usually not just on the veterans as a pick or just on a play, but usually picking the veterans who are doing mixing and more grappling, doing more overall well-rounded work, attacking multiple levels that don't often get credit like, like the body or, in Guida's case, the legs, because Guida didn't just wrestle. Um, he actually did land to his credit. Um, I saw people that were like, didn't even bet the fight like me, aren't in the same position as me, and we're still like, uh, yeah, I don't know if uh, we should be really awarding that to the criteria, grappling versus uh, Holtzman's clear damaging strikes. Completely correct in theory, but... It wasn't like Guida wasn't landing strikes. He was, which is why it's not a robbery. That's not my complaint here, folks. It's like the thing when I tell myself I'm going to drive, calm down, Dan. You're going to run into idiot drivers, and you're going to hit every red light. And I tell myself that, and I still end up going nuts because not only do I hit every red light, it's like, okay, I'm okay with hitting every red light. But does it have to go red just as I'm pulling up? And no matter the position... And no matter my hypervigilance as it is where I can remember light cycles at certain lights, it, it, where it'll 
go off its own beat to put me at the very end of the cycle. That's what pisses me off. I know I'm going to be, you know, run into bad drivers, but then I just get the right lane fucking rider, you know, and I'm just trying to get, you know, or, or you get the person who cuts you off. And then here's the worst part when they cut you off with no signal is, is, is I'll live with that. But if you cut me off with no signal and then I see you go into a turn only lane, whether it be right or left, and you are already firmly in that turn and clearly in that turn only lane. And then you're like, Oh, I'm going to turn my signal on. I fucking lose my shit. So I'm like, oh, now you want a signal. Not when you're changing lanes at high speeds, but when you're clearly rolling to a stop in a clearly marked left-hand early lane, you motherfucker. Sorry. Ah, ah Dan's got issues, folks. Um, but um, yeah, it's it's like that kind of it's like that kind of dynamic, you know. It's like it's not the bad. It's not. The, it is a stupid bad. It's not. It, I should be used to this by now, but it, it is. It is the accumulation of everything that I'm telling you, folks. And it's it's the same fucking way, but in just a certain knife twist. Because that's not a knife twist enough, I guess. Again, usually on the vet, usually on the leg kicker or body worker, the, the, uh, the levels that judges traditionally, as I am one of the few shows, even shouts to my guys' couchside judges, as as much more qualified and better they are at, at, at scoring rounds, I'm the motherfucker when it comes to, the, you know, talking about quality lands in conjunction with criteria of body work and leg work. Um, taking that guy and... You know, versus the more mm, big punch, head punch. This is what I'm always complaining about, right? Like, no, I had the athletic big punch guy. Unfortunately, again, fuck me and my bets. This is another checkbox, right? When I talked about all the checkboxes, you know, when I talked about, you know, the these, you know, was it you know, the, the Nick Maximoffs earlier getting these decisions or this or that or these guys, you know, it, it, it's it's like it, it was totally the guy that could have used the win as well. Right, it was you know. As soon as I saw Scott Holtzman on there with his kid, I'm like, oh no, this isn't good. The MMA gods are gonna see this and want to fuck you up alone. I didn't know he was gonna retire at this point, right, folks? And but I was like, that's some real like retirement. I'm enjoying my last ride. I don't like that juju, and I don't like that the MMA gods see kids and they think fucking murder. You know, like I, I don't like these things. And then I saw my guy Zane Time from the Bloody Elbow account tweeted like, oh. I don't know about my Holtzman pick now that I saw that he's this is his retirement fight. And I'm like, oh, motherfuckers, that's a trap. That's a trap. Uh, it was Admiral Akbar there. And uh, sure enough, man, sure enough. And just a twisted in enough is as if it wasn't already twisted open enough. Yeah, let's uh, let's 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 go ahead and, and actually not give it to the big punch guy for once. Oh, my God, man. And then, and then just, you know, oh my God. And then having people, you know, <laughs> who I love, by the way, but just having multiple people who won that bet going, I know who bad luck is, bro. I'm like, what are you talking about? And then the people that are shitting on me, looking at their bet record and seeing them bet fucking, like, that's what you get for betting Scott Holtzman. And, uh, you know, when I, and I hate to be disrespectful, you guys know me, I've been like, doing like anti like repair because I feel so bad because he seems like a nice guy for Claudio Poyet. But I was fucking years of me on this show was proven right against Dan Hooker, folks. Okay, sorry. Years of me was proven right. That he was a he was a bottom run guy in the divisions that he was in and um and these motherfuckers bet that and have losing records and are charging for picks and they're coming at me. Fatherfuckers. Anyways. Michael Johnson defeated Mark Diakisi. Um you know again Mark Diakisi man like he, I hate it. Again, another extra twist. Everybody's talking about him as a striker just because he, he beat Timu Pakalan and knocked him out. Like, he, he also has crazy knockout power, yes, but he was like a, a hulking, 
uh, grindy grappler guy, you know, from uh, Bama to early UFC against Frankie Perez. Remember that guy? Had a cup of coffee um, and so forth. And like I said, I'm like, the only times he didn't uh, wrestle is when I bet him against Fazeev. I'm like, oh, no, no. The only times, uh, asterisks, the only times uh, he doesn't wrestle is just when I bet him in general because he didn't wrestle till it was too late here um, and just pissed the fight away to the point where I was honestly happy. I was honestly happy. I didn't care that I was losing in two or three houses with Diakisi losing. Um, I was happy for Johnson and just mad at myself that I didn't take the vet. Uh, Michael Johnson's been good to me. But, uh, again, losing streak, old vets, uh, you know. Again, I, I'm always the guy trying to make a case whether I pick him or not, and I'm just fucking burnt at the stake for it. And it, it, like I always say, folks, like I always say, whenever I try to be the rich, fake old guy, let me be like this, bro. I'm going to fake the old guy. Let me make gamble. Hashtag, hashtag. I get fucked, man. I can't I can't get away with all that shit like y'all do. Uh, not that y'all act like that. You know what I'm saying? It's just the general attitude. Um, Jonathan Pierce defeated Darren Elkins. Uh, I, yeah, I, I, I guess I got the over. It was plus money, I think. But I didn't want to bet it. I was going to fight. I originally put that in my round robin for fight goes the decision. But I'm like, you know what? I'm playing with fire here. I didn't. I was going to be sweating it. And let's not be greedy, you know. Again, I'm so superstitious that even though I'm due for a night, I still go through making my bets, folks, where I'm always taking what are reasonable and fact-based expectations. And I notch them down a bit because I know how the game is. <laughs> doesn't matter. Doesn't It doesn't matter because even then, you know, you'll still get it. What are you talking about, Dan? You got that. I'm like, well, because I didn't want to overexpose myself on a bad card because I had a feeling this shit would happen. I figured the three-quarter unit shot that I was going to play on it straight, if it hit, um, wasn't going to be worth its salt. You know, it might just expose me more than I, than, than I should have. Of course, hindsight being twenty twenty, that was not correct. Um, and I did hit the over two and a half for a discounted plus money, and I forget who it was, was kind enough to like, hey, there you go, Dan, you got that one. And I'm like, I wanted to be kind. I'm like, I didn't bet it. It's only the round robin, so it only pays if other things cash. Um, so that's why I was like, let's... Don't break out the cigars yet. This is a long shot round robin, and this is me you're talking about, okay? Sure enough. I was only lucky to, enough to hit another one, which was like fight didn't go the distance with uh, Nico and Ro. Uh, but that was, you know, that was the lowest paying combination, which only paid for half. Unfortunately, the exposure for the round robin, so a loss, ultimately. Which is why I didn't get too excited there for hitting that. I appreciate the enthusiasm. From whoever that was. Natan Levy defeated Gennaro Valdez. Um, didn't watch that one too closely. Neither did I watch Francis Marshall defeat Marcelo Rojo too closely, though that was pretty cool. Uh, uh, I think for anything, because I'm pretty sure uh, there would be some faceless tattoos there on Rojo. Uh, Yasmin, uh, I've got awful tattoos, by the way. That's not what I'm, that's not what I'm talking about here. Uh, Yasmin uh, Hauregi defeated Estella Nunes. I didn't really watch this one too much. Hauregi uh, seems like the, you know, an exciting fighter though. So that is that. All right, uh, 34 minutes to that. Um, Amazon reads real quick. Uh, I'll check the chat real quick. Moise audio. What's up, buddy? Keep your head up, Dan. Let's make this weekend count. Let's fucking go. Thank you, Prince of Mischief. Appreciate you. Appreciate the love. Um, Amazon click-throughs. MixedMarshallAnalyst.com. Feel bad promoting any of this because I really don't deserve it. And, uh, you know, not the greatest companies either. Um, but 
I'd be lying and I'd be a hypocrite if I said I didn't use Amazon from time to time, right? Uh, and if you use Amazon from time to time, you're doing your Christmas shopping and you want a way to, you know, repay a show that's free and it doesn't charge, uh, not that I deserve it, but if you go to MixedMarshallAnalyst.com, the website, my website, that sports this year program, you go to the right, toggle down, toggle down to the right, you will see uh, Audit and Amazon click-throughs. You click through either of those banners and through no extra cost, a percentage of whatever you do end up purchasing through the website does get kicked back to this here program and I assure you helps. On it gives me no information, but Amazon will allow me to uh, see what is bought. It doesn't tell me who. So if you, you know, want to, uh, you know, uh, do something mischievous, have your David Carradine one night at Bangkok, buy the silk kimono gi, the vibrating nunchuck, have yourself a time, some, you know, some rope that doesn't hurt the neck, whatever you're into, just be safe. Don't, don't, don't do yourself in like old Dave did. Uh, you know, you can buy it through the link, and no one has to know it's you. W will I pontificate and p perhaps make fun of your purchases? Of course I will. Of course I will. What what better way to pay back your support? But we won't know it's you. Whatever you buy, you want to buy the ultra vibrate, the vibration uh, max three thousand. Go ahead. Uh, by the way, random, but like the uh, Avengers Age of Ultron, like uh, was that is that what's called Age of Ultron? Is that a movie? I don't know. I think Age of Ultron was like one of those Marvel movies, and it just sounds like like a, a vibrator or something. But whatever gets your fancy, uh, you you can do that. Let's see what people bought in the last week. Someone bought Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix, the illustrated edition, uh, book five. Boy, you are you are you are. I appreciate your support, and you are ballsy if you know this program because you know Dan Tom will not pass up an opportunity to sully anything related to my or your childhood favorites, sullying the memories, like. Harry Potter in particular, like there's a reason why at least two ex-girlfriends uh, slash ex-girlfriends at the top of my head have have vehemently not wanted to watch Harry Potter with me. I was like, well, why don't you want to watch that? I, I didn't want to watch it, but I was just like, if you really want to watch that, I'm down. And um, and both of them were pretty much for me. I'm like, there's no way I'm watching that with you, Dad. You'll ruin it for me. And those of you who long time listen to this show are probably chuckling right now because you know that to be true. You know that to be true. Dumbledore Secrets. Remember when someone bought that? What are Dumbledore's secrets? I, mean, I always, the fact, I always had suspicions about that Dumbledore. Anyways, regardless, I appreciate, regardless, listen, Catholic Church has scandals too, but yet there's people lining up and paying to see that. So I appreciate you buying Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix through me. Wow, Dan, what a parallel. Stirring. Way to, way to, way to encourage and thank your listeners. Uh, someone bought a uh, Adrio Cello Turner Bass and Turner Eclipse Headstock. Uh, okay, I appreciate you buying that. Someone bought a Switch Mini Pro Controller wireless for their Nintendo. Nice. Very cool. I don't know if it's the same person for their other gaming console, but they bought a PlayStation charging console for the PlayStation 4. Okay. Color black. All right, I appreciate you buying that. Thank you. Wow, this was expensive. Someone bought a Roland Star coffee table. 47-inch lift top. That thing wasn't cheap. Thank you for whoever bought that. Seriously. Um, that looks really nice, too. I just clicked on that. It's got, like, this, like, wood, like, fold. That was, it looks like oak. Are you an oak fan, Jimmy? I'm an oak fan. Are you an oak fan, Jimmy? Shout out to, uh... Well, shout out to nothing. How about that? Someone got Doctor Who on Blu-ray. Dude, all the movies are, are on sale right now, folks. If you want to buy some, like uh, I just I just I just bought some uh, 4K UHD uh, movies, and they are on sale. Which uh, apparently you guys uh, are realizing too. 
Um, wow. Alright, Spider-Man No Way Home. Ultra HD Blu-ray digital set. Okay, very nice. Thank you for whoever bought that. Someone bought How to Play Cello in 14 Days. Nice! Hopefully you learn how to play cello. Period. But if you can do it in 14 days, it's very good. Very good. Wishing you the best there. And lastly, but not leastly, someone bought a Nexi Geo controller for the Switch Switch Elite OLED Bluetooth. Oh, I love them OLEDs, man. I love them OLEDs. They are sweet. Um, but uh, all right, thank you guys again. If you guys want to uh, be on that list and uh, you know uh, support, help support the show, go to mixedmarshallanalyst.com. Go down, toggle to the right, click through in the Amazon or on it banners if you buy any products from those companies. Uh, below, uh, above those banners actually is a secure PayPal link, which you can also find in the link trees. Uh, as far as when you find me at Dan Tom MMA on Twitter, uh, you can find that there. Secure PayPal link. If you want to donate to the show, straight up, since I'm like one of the only people who's not fucking charging Patreon for their content, apparently. Uh, not that I freaking deserve it now, right? So, anyways, uh, we got Luke Gowans. Just tuning in. Breakdown start yet? No, I'm going a bit slow here. About to, about to start Bellator. I'm just going to do the main card real quick. And then we're going to go through UFC, what I got for you. So hopefully not too much longer. Uh, what's a fight you were looking forward to the most from a fan perspective from UFC 282? Minus Now You took the words right out of my mouth. Um, I am very much looking forward to that fight too as well, Prince of Mischief. Um, looking forward to breaking that down. I'll be honest. I may have a play that I, I just put out before the for the podcast on it, but I'm still I'm also maybe in the very middle and not quite done with my tape study, and I'm still sitting on the fence on a pick. So a little eh, to look forward to, but a little mm, to look forward to. Okay, we'll get there. Appreciate uh, appreciate that. Let's see what time we're starting Bellator at. We are starting Bellator breakdown at 40 minutes. For Bellator Breakdown. Bellator 289. I just did a main card quick picks and prognostications article. It's going to drop the day after this thing is going live. So tomorrow or today, if you're listening to it in the future, 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 give me a five-star rating and review on Apple uh, Podcasts. It really helps. Make sure you guys like and subscribe here. Not that I deserve it, but it does help, and I appreciate you all. And also help from the haters that you know probably are giving it thumbs down. But I don't know because I don't look at it, and YouTube doesn't make you look at it. So fucking go do it anyway. I don't care. I'm already... Uh, I'm already monetized on the positive and on the suck side. I already suck and my viewership already sucks. So what the fuck are you going to do to it? Hurt it more? Get the fuck out of here. Um, yeah. So uh, we go to uh, Belachoa. Um, headline by uh, Rafion Stotts. Minus 180. Danny Sabatello. Plus 155. Sabatello. More than just a wrestler in a mouth. Um, but... Uh, I don't know if he's got the game over jiu-jitsu. Didn't look like it. I went back to watch his fights against uh, Southpaws, Notables, Five Rounders. Just a handful of his fights. About four or five of his fights leading up to it. Um, and then uh, refreshed on stats who I've already uh, done. I did a little profile on him uh, as well for my top 10 2021 Dark Horses for Bellator. And that eight, that is about to be two years old, that article. And it's aged very well. We'll talk about some of those fighters that are on it. Like Rafian Stotts, who's done well for himself. Dalton Rasta, who is also on there. Um, but yeah, I, I took Stotts here. Um, you know, 
wrestling wise, uh, I guess I'll use the Kobe and Usman dynamic. It, you know, Division One, Division Two, it doesn't stack up that way, folks. Just like black belts aren't equal. Um, wrestling titles, as great as they are and important as they are, <clears throat> and if you want to parse and pick through the hairs between Division One to a BJJ black belt and what's been more proven, uh, you can, you can, you're welcome, more than welcome to have those arguments, but. Titles do not dictate behavior, especially in MMA. Not just life, folks, and especially in MMA. And not just D2 versus D1. We're talking about Division One qualifiers versus, you know, D2 national champions. In Usman or Stotts, in Stotts' case, two-time national champ. Um, there are many things in life that can happen that can may you may find yourself in a Division Two program later in life or this or that as opposed to being brought up right into a Division One program getting into those things. There's a lot of variables um, that I that I can't speak to, but also from a common sense part, uh, point of view and outsider's perspective can totally understand um, in the academia world too, right? It's not exactly fair. Um, so there's a lot of things there. Uh, as far as how they wrestle, Stotts is, his defense seems to be his strength, but also because he's been having his defense tested, which is good for him. Thank you guys for the likes, appreciate it. Hey, my man Liam picks fights. Give him a follow again. Another, another great content creator. There's the hot word, but again, uh, my man kills it over there. You, 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 you want a, you want a, you want a, a, a good dude uh, putting out some good stuff. Uh, hit my guy Liam up. But, but yeah, man, um, Stotts has been. We've we've gotten good looks from from decent wrestlers, MMA wrestlers, and wrestlers wrestling bases like Archuleta. Uh, and so forth. Uh, who was it trying to take him down before? I don't know. I don't got it up. Um, but um, but yeah. And then even his scrambles too. You know, um, who was that? A fucking six scramble he hit. You know, against Arch. Oh, Magomedov actually. Yeah, Magomedov. Duh. We're gonna talk about him. Watch that fight too. And I know Magomedov got him down toward the end. Um, finally, doing that. You know, that that Dagestani style with that leg play and they kind of muscled you down. Doing the uh, low body lock, spine compress as they hit the knee and the inside thigh to elevate and almost muscle you. Uh, you've seen even like guys like Khabib and Islam um, um, muscle from a similar leverage point from like almost like a high crotch variation and they'll sweep out the foot with their other foot kind of a deal. Like it was those kind of things that 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 eventually was able to get um, Stotts down, who did look like he was slowing a bit in that third round, but he has shown. Um, good cardio uh, manageable cardio in past fights and since you could also question though perhaps is that why he keeps uh, arguable low a lower output even when he's doing well you know you could definitely argue that I will argue though that part of the pie even if that ends up being true maybe is something that gets exposed later down the line maybe even in this fight Sabatello makes it interesting dragging it late right um I will say that it does also seem to be part of his style because, like many southpaws, he likes to counter. And I didn't go back, and I'm not, from, and I didn't, and I'm not familiar with Stotts's um, wrestling career in depth, his amateur wrestling career. So was he more of a kind of a counter wrestler, right? And that can be good when you have guys that are being aggressive to you, and you've got striking to, you know, fall back on. Um, but some wrestling styles translate better than others. As far as for what this matchup calls for. He's as prepared as he's going to be, you know? This may be one of the toughest matchups in the division, you could argue, for Sabatello. Um, I know that plus money looks looks uh, appealing, although maybe not, because I actually expected it to be a little bit of wider odds, both before and after reviewing the tape. 
Um, that being said, I'm not trying to bet Bellator more than I need to, nor am I trying to lay chalk. Um, but since I the uh, odds favor a decision, and I actually favor a finish, um, because again, I think that Stotts could get into trouble if it goes late. So the fact that he's favored more to win a decision kind of troubles me because again, they might be looking at oh, he, he wins a lot of decisions. Like yeah, in three round fights, um, Sabatello's actually got um, just as much I want to say. Uh, Experience, maybe not being scheduled for five rounds, but actually going the five. Um, he, he's done it a couple times on the regionals, like over at Titan FC. Um, but over at Titan FC, and speaking of those five-round fights, and speaking of Southpaws who can scramble, because again, not just defensive wrestling, he's got really good funk scrambles as well. Uh, Stotts does, right? Um, we saw Erwin Rivera, who is not a wrestler, but has some really good scrambles. And at least in that fight, probably because of the wrestling threat, was being a low-output fighter, was still able to, uh, despite being frustratingly low-output even at times, to me and the commentary, was still able to put him away. And it, a lot of it was to the body work and the kicks, the uh, body kicks. Um, and that is something that Stotts throws, throws a lot, throws well. And I know that in my mind, at least, body kicks are probably the easiest to be a takedown. Like, if I'm going against a wrestler or want to fight the wrestler, it's like I'm telling my guys to either go low to the calf or high to the head uh, than the body. But Stotts is such good balance that um, there's been multiple takedown attempts against decent fighters uh, like, again, Magomedov or Archuleta. You can go in those fights where they actually timed a takedown the same time he tried to kick. And I'm pretty sure he was like 100% on defending those shots, which was crazy to think about. Um, so, uh, you know, and Sabatello, still not the best setups. He's not shooting naked like he was for a large part of his his, his pro career thus far. He's been doing better at, at setting it up with strikes. But I still think he's going to either tire himself out and or run into something really unfavorable. Like you can shoot into a kick designed for a knee a la Marlon Marais, Aljamain Sterling. Um, so I actually picked um, Stotts to spark it off a finish from a body kick uh, by the third round. Um, and they put plus 300, a double the price tag of a plus 140, plus 150 neighborhood for Stotts by decision with Stotts inside the distance. So uh, I actually did Stotts. Um, I'm writing it down now as I just did it before the show. ITD plus 300. And I only put a half unit on that. Again, I don't like betting Bellator. Uh, not very profitable there. Uh, it's not really great to bet. A lot of us don't do well and or don't like to bet Bellator for good reason, folks. But again, kind of like a fucking attitude. I'm just going to go out uh, and I'm fucking, um, you shouldn't do this, folks. You shouldn't be betting. You shouldn't be in the betting world. You shouldn't be working in the betting world. And you should be practicing bankroll management. But um, if I look at how much I've deposited in all my accounts and how much I've withdrawn and how much, you know, to to especially if I also include how much is sitting in my accounts now, um, I've uh, I, I've won more than I've put in this year. So in that case, I guess it's a win. But in comparable to margins from previous years, and the fact that my bankroll, folks, I like to keep in a minimum of play. The lowest is like around fifteen hundred. I like to keep in each house to play. So the fact of like uh, you know, I don't I don't count anything under that. So let's say if I'm sitting at like two G's or 19, that's not great. That is maybe one clip of plays away from uh, my minimum uh, bankroll where I like to sit. 
So there are many metrics that I could pull to, to, to make myself look like a winner, make myself feel better. If I was a good businessman, I would do those like like plenty of touters do, right? Like, uh, you know, uh, positive record if you date, if you go all the way back here, you know, like you guys know that's not me, that's not my style. And I will round down. I will give bad lines. I will be more critical than I praise myself. Um, because there's just too many people doing the opposite in the world. And I don't need to do that, you know? I don't need to lie about my height on Tinder. I'm secure with my size. It's the motion in the ocean. Uh, no, but... <laughs> but, you know, it, it's it's just one of those things I always say on this show, folks. Like, yeah, I don't care about CLV or any of that stuff. It's Let's just try to be on the winning side. Let's just try not to be, you know, you know a shitbag. I don't know. But, uh, but yeah, so... So, I don't know. So, yeah, don't... Don't follow me here, folks. Uh, maybe take this as like what to fade, you know, whether you follow or fade, by the way. And that was another thing, like shout out to my guy, uh, Johnny the Greek. I think I saw him say something on, on a video that was shared by my guy, Nikolikis. He said, uh, bad bets cash every week. It's like, don't I fucking know it. Oh, not from cashing them, but usually seeing them get cashed and being on the wrong end of them. Not that I'm beyond a bad bet myself, folks. Uh, and that was another thing. Is like I didn't even, sh- you know, when everybody was shitting on that guy, I was like, I, what did I say? I said, there's a reason why I'm not jumping on that train, folks. It's because even though at this time I had that UFC San Diego massive hit and was pulling myself out of the hole, I was like, I am not far from a losing streak. None of us are ever far from a losing streak. I could eat shit for the rest of the year. Spoiler alert, I did. Um, yeah, I know, right? Yeah, it's because again, the guy being nice uh, is the guy who deserves to. The guy, the guy reminding y'all that message is the guy that deserves to go on a losing streak. That's how these things roll. So, be careful about betting, folks, and not doing bankroll management. But yeah, I'm fucking, I'm firing out the cannons, baby. I'm firing out the cannons. We're going out with a bang. Um, next fight is Juliana Velasquez minus one seventy five. Liz Carmouche plus one fifty. So we would talk about bad beats. Now, this is one of the few uh, good beats that I've gotten this year. And I'll fully come clean to it. And I picked Liz Carmouche, and I played a small bet on her in general. I think I put like three-quarter unit Carmouche and like a quarter unit on by decision because that was my official pick. Um, Of course, she has the brutal, you know, Mike Beltran had to get in there and stop it, stop someone from dying. Uh, no, just kidding. Uh, you know, it was, it was, I definitely did not eye cash and I definitely did not agree with the stoppage. I thought it was a bit early despite it being a dominant position. Um, the elbows from Crucifix, of course, round four, that was this year. Yes, it was. Um, I didn't really cash that much off of it, but yes, because again, you know, I, I gave some of it back with the decision prop. It wasn't a big bet. It wasn't even great odds. It was similar odds this time. It was like plus 140. You know, three-quarter unit, barely getting a unit, and then giving it back. So only probably, you know, getting the, the three-quarter unit probably ended it up. But yes, okay, I got uh, I got lucky there. Fully admit it, folks. Doesn't fucking matter <laughs> compared to all this shit that should have gone mine, and more importantly, other people's way, like the people who were in there, more importantly. Um uh, so I thought about just being cheeky and playing Liz again just for like three-quarter unit or a half a unit, just a half a unit, I think. I was like, no. There's n-. Even with the attitude that I just said, my fuck it uh, attitude, this or that, and I'm like, no, man. We don't need more any more exposure for Bellator. Save it for the UFC card. And you talk about your bad luck all the time. You got lucky as shit with your Liz Carmouche bet last time, as small as it was. You really want to press that luck again with how your luck's been going? <laughs> 
I picked Carmouche, but stayed away. Magomed Magomedov, minus 130. Patchy Mix, plus 110. Stated extreme couture bias, as I always do, and you will see as I did, like I always do in my articles. Oh, Dan, bragging about doing the right thing. Who cares? You're just going to lose anyways, Dan. That's true. That's true. Does that mean I still can't try to fucking do things somewhat ethically in a crazy, unethical, crazy, volatile-ass sport? Um... Yeah, I actually ended up leaning toward Patchy Mix this time. Hey, he did part of his training camp last time, uh, or maybe full-time uh, at Extreme Couture last time, and I still picked the Gooch. So this isn't, you know, don't let me remind you the slew of times that I picked against Extreme Couture fighters on the reg. Uh, but I state my bias as normal. Um, honestly, I, 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 not only did I end up picking Patchy Mix here, which I was like, oh, man, am I going to have to worry about picking against Patchy Mix again going into it? Um, I ended up putting one unit on Patchy Mix at plus 110. Um, honestly, I'm a bit, you guys know me, I'm a big fan of Magomed Magomedov. Um, I was rooting for him going into the first, P I was aware of him going into the first Peter Jan fight, was rooting for him, uh, and subsequently became a fan of Peter Jan through that fight at ACB, was it 32 going back all the way at this point now? Um, so you guys know I'm familiar with this guy's game, I'm a fan of his game, but... I don't know how much spinning backfists and spinning kicks he's going to be doing against a guy who doesn't even need to take you down to take your back. Exposing the back is bad. Furthermore, he can be taken down. He was taken down by Enrique Barzola and had his back taken by Enrique Barzola multiple times. Um, despite Barzola, you know, even though he has more wrestling than given credit for, it was always a part of his game and his kind of plethora of pressure and output. Still, um, you know, Magomed Magomedov is a Sambo specialist that literally grew up doing it. Uh, Sambo world champion that literally grew up doing it. And uh, But he can't be taken down just because you're a Sambo world champion doesn't mean you're a wrestling ace. And if you are, it's probably much, your probably offense is maybe better than your defense. Um, hence why, you know, because you have attack options and leg locks and arm bars. And coincidence, Sambo guys are usually pretty dang good at those, right? So... There's a lot more options to explore and a lot more things to distract you from getting good, rock-solid takedown defense and prioritized get-ups and scrambles. And the way he does have propensity or prioritization, propensity may be the more appropriate word Magomedov in his scrambles, he loves to give his back. He gives the back to base all the time. Um, he is arguably too comfortable uh, there. Now, he can backpack guys as well. But if anybody's doing the backpacking him in this fight, it's going to be the human backpack, Patchy Mix. Also a long southpaw, um, which could give Magomedov trouble. How many southpaw uh, opponents does he have to train with? Patchy Mix, you know he's training with high-level guys um, in a room that's going to make him improve. And he's already at an age and point of his career where like we should already be expecting the big improvements. So I think it's going to be competitive. I don't think uh, either guy gets a finish. But I'll take Patchy Mix to backpack and secure some rounds. Um, one unit on him. Uh, Dalton Rasta minus 950. Anthony Adams plus 650. Big juiced odds, obviously. Um, picking Dost Dalton Rasta here. You guys know I've been a big fan of him. Um, grew up doing boxing as well as a Seton Hall rep uh, as far as college, uh, collegiate. Uh, been doing both since a very young age, since he was in the single digits as a young man. So he's got a real natural feel for the fight. He can phase change really well from the boxing to the leg kicks. You do worry about his leg kick defense being a heavy jabber, but he has shown to incorporate leg and calf kicks of his own. Surprise, surprise, American top team. And um, even though we haven't had to see him check too much, his distant management, and again, feel for the fight and knowing when to counter uh, his opponent's kicks. Uh, 
have uh, largely kept him out of being uh, too kickable. That being said, he's going to be going against a very kick-heavy and just Muay Thai art of eight limbs heavy in Anthony Adams. We've seen him on the Contender Series a couple of times. Ha- had an appearance in Bellator last year that I went to rewatch against uh, 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 Mirzalaev, who was the guy that was, uh, if you remember, murdered C.B. Dalloway while Herb Dean simply watched. And what was number one, and both times I did top five fights that should have been stopped sooner. Um, but yeah, uh, in that fight, um, you can see that the guy could still be taken down. He fights with his back to the cage. When he does try to pressure, it's usually off of opportunistic momentum. And his cage cutting straight shots aren't the uh, greatest. The setups for pressure, body, footwork, like not really built for pressure, more of an opportunistic, very fun action fighter. So basically, if Rasta can avoid not getting hit with anything big, he should roll here. Uh, I officially picked him to win by decision with the caveat of getting a stoppage late. I did not even look at the rest of the fights. Um, shout out to my guy Kai Kamaka fighting. Uh, hoping he does well. Um, all right. Uh, all right. Let's see here. I'm going to clean up uh, the chat before I jump over to UFC, and, and we'll get, and we'll get out of here. Um Hey, it's your show. I'll happily find a reason to jijen onto your Bellator leans. My man, well, I appreciate you listening, Luke. Uh, Big Tony, super sticker, $50 from Anthony. What are you doing there? What? Stupid. Ah, waving flags and turning around, making the buildings in front of them show. Tony, thank you, man. I, I appreciate that. You didn't have to do that, brother. I appreciate that. Fifty. Is that is it allowing you guys to actually donate in this thing, too? Wow, that's pretty fucking cool. Um, I appreciate that. I'm going to have to go check on this later, man. Not needed, man. I, I, you, you are somebody who, uh, you know, uh, one of the gamblers who follows the show, and I try to do good for. So, uh, uh, I feel like I've been letting you guys down, man. So for you guys to be the ones like the, the Rob G's of the world as well. Shout out to my guy Rob G, uh, who I still got a message personally. Um, yeah, you all gonna make me cry out here. Uh, Liam uh, picks fights. I got lucky as fuck on that one. I, I, I'm, I'm assuming uh, it's a, uh, it's uh, one of the patchy mix. All right, all right. I assume it's one of the fights that I was bitching about earlier, but uh, I'll assume that. All right, if you're on, I'll take that as a positive sign. I, I haven't seen what my guy Liam is on. He likes to do late-night shows too, folks. But uh, if I'm on the right side of him, I'll feel better, although I feel bad for anybody that I'm on the right side. I feel like I'm the walking jinx right now. And, like, I feel like people are, like, you know, like, like if they see me on the pick coming their way, like, oh, fucking Dan's coming. Let's get out of here, guys. And I don't blame you if that's your attitude, by the way, from a betting perspective, at least. Uh, or in general, like, everybody else. Nobody wants to play with me. Uh, this is all I needed to hear. I've been planning on firing on Patchy all week. Okay, he is on the same side. Yeah, man, I wasn't even planning on be- on betting Bellator, Liam. You know I've got a similar attitude, and maybe even history as you. Uh, not not to put you on front street or anything. It's not something you don't readily admit yourself, brother. But yeah, like a lot of us, we just don't like or maybe even maybe don't do well in Bellator. But I just was seeing too many things on a fight that I was not planning at all to bet. So that's what I ended up doing. 101 slash 102 mark pretty much. And we are on to UFC uh, breakdown. Uh, all right. We got uh, <clears throat> it's headlined by... Uh, Jan Blachowicz, who is your plus 265 dog, is the former champ fighting for the vacant title. Magomed Ankalaev minus 320 as the favorite for the challenger for the or for just another participant in the vacant title. Uh, of course, Yuri Prohachka, you know, vacated the title for injury. He was supposed to face Glover Teixeira in this card, and then Glover got screwed because the show must go on, and these guys don't get their negotiating rights and shit. You know, um, again, something I talk about 
um, that I hate. Um, hey, there's my name tag. Um, so yeah, no need to go into that. And just the kind of bullshit of the um, of the schedule and what it does. But yeah, that's what it is. This is the new fight. My in-depth breakdown is now up at MMAJunkie.com. I'm not in a rush to bet this fight. Uh, I was looking for reasons to pick up Polish Power. I feel like he's live. And I think we all feel that way because he has came through as a big underdog. And a lot of us did not pick him or discounted him to some varying degrees, if not totally, entirely. Um, and, uh, yeah, this is going to be a real interesting fight, you know. Blockowicz is going to have his left hook. Blockowicz counters in combination. He also counters um, kicks, right? Um, you know, we saw that against Corey Anderson as far as knockouts. Or he just checks kicks well in general a little bit with Izzy. A lot with the, the, the kick checks, but as far as countering and firing off the kicks, that's what he's going to need to do. Um, Ankolaev has improved his kick defense, which is part of the reason why I picked him here. He actually showed to start checking kicks more against Anthony Smith, which arguably got him the win there. Um, but before that fight, some uh, a trend I noted, even before the Santos fight, um, was that Ankolaev, in a few of his UFC contests, has been countered while kicking. Now, guys like Klitsen Abreu, I believe, hit him while he was kind of coming off of a clinch break, which is another place where John Blachowicz always makes hay with clinch breaks, you know? So uh, th these are something to watch out for. Kick counters, check kicks, kicks off the break, and his counters in combination. However, despite Blachowicz being 3-0 officially against UFC-level southpaws, um, he is not beyond being countered and was countered the hardest in the fight that he the lone fight where he was stopped by strikes because, of course, in KSW by Sokaju, it was a retirement injury on, or a retirement TKO on the stool. Either uh, injury or exhaustion, I cannot remember. But actual stoppage by strikes came to Thiago Santos, who will stance switch and was in the southpaw stance, hitting him with a check hook right hand uh, counter left, both of which are shots that southpaws should never leave home without, and Ankalaev does not leave home without. Um... I know Greco catches all the strays. Not, you know, no longer are the days of Team Quest of Greco is the best base in MMA, you know. Back when I was getting into the sports, I would hear, not, I didn't say this, but I would hear people getting me in MMA back in like 2005, 2006 saying this, right? Um, my has it changed, and of course, we know that Greco is one of the most limited uh, styles of wrestling, does not incorporate the legwork that freestyle, more importantly, folk style, which has the rides incorporates, to even Sambo stylists who has a lot of leg play, uh, you know, uh, with their Sambo style because it has Judo incorporated and freestyle wrestling influences so they get that weird amalgamation with the submissions to fall back on like I previously mentioned for the Sambo. Of course, Ankalaev has experience in both so he does incorporate leg play but to the credit of whatever the hell that Greco championship base that he is accredited to coming from, boy, does he have a stymieing grip in the clinch which he probably is going to need because Blockwitch underrated in the clinch um, underrated takedown defense, but if someone is going to gas, it's probably going to be Bakowicz. The older fighter has always had suspect uh, gas tank issues. Um, you could argue it was the neck injury that was getting him to tire and make suspect choices uh, against Glover, as well as getting hit with some shots there as well, right? Let's be honest. Um, but the point is, forcing this guy to grapple for long periods is probably a good idea if you're fighting Blakovich. Um could Ankalaev wrestle himself in a hole and tire himself out? Certainly. He certainly trended away from that, from the ground and pound that I knew him for in the regional scenes that I kind of raved about. If you remember hearing my early breakdowns of this guy on this here show almost half a decade ago at this point, right? Um, yeah, I mean, I talked about that. We haven't seen a lot of that accurate, deadly, heavy-handed ground and pound, but it is there. Um, but I think he could stymie him in the clinch. 
uh, it'll be interesting too that the, both these guys may also fight more conservative since they were both preparing for three round fights originally. The fact that it's a five round fight, you know, Blockwitch again, he's got the veteran savvy. He's been scheduled for five more. He's more experienced, more experienced at a higher level. Will have the intangible edges for such a quick uh, change of plans that that's been put on them like this, right? That uh, that being said, um, you know. Ankalaev is the younger man, and uh, you know, not to use the he's, he seems like he was built for this bullshit. But you know, there's a little bit of that, and and again, striking. Um, I, I think he's got good distance management. He's really, you know, I almost wonder that he he's been watching some set of chines, some certain things like some some of the, the things that he likes and moves the the body the body jabs and the body twos that he makes in there. I really like those bo the body work that he does. Both guys work the body. I think that's going to be big. Um, but yeah, again, I'm not looking to lay a price tag on Ankalaev. I was looking to try to bet the underdog in this spot. Um, and uh, even though both of them could get a finish on each other, I feel like if they don't get a finish, especially if one of them comes close, th if they don't already go in this fight being conservative with the five rounds that's been added last minute onto the plate, I feel like the fact that they both have the counters, they have almost the perfect counters for each other that could scare them away. I know this has been my take. And lately, it's actually not been right when I've been predicting these slow fights and main events. Um, and thankfully, I wasn't right for Adesanya Pajeda, although I was right on the pick and the bet where it counted, folks. Um, you know, so maybe I'm setting myself up for that here, but I suspect this is going to be a slow, tedious one. So I picked Ankalaya by decision, but I don't even like the numbers you're really even getting for Ankalaya by decision or fight goes to the decision, which is only plus 140 and looks like it didn't open even very high, whereas Ankalaya wins by decision plus 215 eh, still not really even juicy enough if i'm up you know maybe i'll, I'll let it fly and go um, fight goes to decision small and ankalaev by decision small um but that's where i see this fight maybe you play a little bit over or maybe i play a little bit over for plus money and then i play ankalaev by decision small right um if i'm up but i'm not rushing to the window to bet this that is the official pick ankalaev by decision uh patty patty the fucking white natty pimblet Minus 250, Jared Gordon plus 210. I was trying to lay off the Patty the White Natty stuff, but, you know, he's, like, out here going, speak English, speak English, you fucking nit, uh, whatever that is. I don't even know what the – I apologize if that was a, a slur. I'm only quoting Patty Pimblet. By the way, you English folk, it could be just a harmless English-like thing there. But is that, like, a racial slur that he dropped on Taporia there? Is that something to do with him being foreign and, like, he has to go right to his foreign, like, attacking where he's from, you know? Um – Again, folks, uh, Americans, uh, uh, right-wing Americans, uh, it's not the only, it's not, that's not just a strategy for right-wing Americans to, where are you from, huh? And attack someone's birth of origin, like that's shitty, stupid, fucking classless move. Um, you know, uh, as we've seen, uh, you know, people from, you know, across the pond, uh, you're, 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 to, to, to mainland Europe, uh, it is, it is a thing that can be, be used and, and. And Patty, the white natties and white nationalist, uh, he does still spouse, espouses white nationalist soccer boys, which sucks because, like, the dog poop thing, uh, the soccer shorts, the getting fat and enjoying food, like, oh, my God, like, the man speaks to my heart. I want to love this guy. But, you know, then you're just like, you know, people, are, you know, you're starting shit with people who, like, Ariel, who can show the receipts on you and coming at the media dynamic and not even sensing the hint of irony. Um... It's just, it, it's incredibly, it's incredibly, it's incredibly dull. And now you're facing a dude, and you know, and yeah, you're going for mental health too, and I appreciate that, but you know who has been 
doing mental health stuff and keeping that same energy, not for the money, the hype, not trying to, you know, pay or get money or even just be slimy and, you know, Mr. Engagement. Like, he's actually, you know, everybody does fuck the engagement area. Fuck all that shit. Like, he, this guy's actually, like, opening real engagement, folks. I barely have time to keep up with my DMs as much of a loser I am. And I'm sitting here complaining I can barely keep up. What is Jared Gordon doing? He's actually keeping that same energy since day one, almost half a fucking decade for men's health, mental health, drug addicts, addiction, even people with sexual abuse, which again, you know, uh, especially as a man, very powerful. I very much applauded him. That takes strength in a world that looks at him and those who admit their problems and wear it on their sleeves as weakness. That is a strong fucking man in Jared Gordon, regardless of results. Keeping the same fucking energy. Real engagement. Anyways. Um, and he's still being class to Patty, despite all the bullshit. But um, despite clearly where my personal feelings are, I have picked Patty Pimblett and I've not tried to even fade him and fade against my pick for fun. No. Um, I judge skill for skill. I went back and watched and combed through this guy's career. For this, I only rewatched his UFC fights. Um, uh, I've gotten a lot of footage on Patty this year, and you always got to refresh yourself. Uh, I went back to watch the last few of Gordon's as well. You guys know Gordon's another fighter intimately familiar on these guys. Um, this was a fight that I've been wanting and calling for as well, so I've been hoping and expecting for this one to be built. Um, it's not one to run the bank on, but again, I don't even have to justify my pick or my play because we've got the more experienced fighter, the more proven fighter who has opened as a favorite, and the line completely flipped. What's the word behind it? Beyond 100%, he opens a minus 140, and you can get him for over plus 2 to 1 dog odds. That's all you need to know. The betting value, this is a dog or pass. You can love Patty Pimblett, you can pick him, you can win here, good on you. The value is not on Patty Pimblett. If you got him as a dog, maybe it's a different story. Good on you. Um, could he win this fight? Absolutely. This fight is, is much closer than I would like to admit, man. <laughs> you know, even though I didn't disagree with, with Gordon being favored. If that line would have stuck, I would have been nervous. I wouldn't be I probably wouldn't be betting Gordon at favorite odds. You know, I'd probably maybe pick Gordon and just stay away. Because again, it's I can see past my bias here, you know. I, I could see that Gordon, despite, you know, for all the reasons I had to bet him against Grant Dawson, um, the the back taking and him being able to get out of that, he said, you know, he will give that back take. It's not that I didn't see that. I'm the one who calls out tripoding and turtling, giving your back. Um, but I said it was probably going to tire Grant Dawson out doing the body triangle, not getting it on a guy that's never been subbed. And then he's got to survive round three, which almost looked about what it was going to be, even though he would have still won on the scorecards, obviously. Uh, Grant Dawson would have and then just that surprising really bad luck you know I don't remember hearing like an injury or this or that um, and perhaps because his next fight was at elevation against another good grappler against Leo Santos who doesn't really use his grappling granted but Gordon comes into that fight in incredible shape and pushes the pace at elevation you know he's not killing himself to make 155 like Pimblet might be man the weight bouncing I know he's young this is the time to get away from it I know Pimblet technically has fought all the way down at 135 that's right folks those fights exist it's where he got choked unconscious by Cameron or else um, but yeah he uh, he's going to he's going to uh, a little bit of a ring in there hopefully you guys aren't hearing a ringing um, but yeah um, 
he, he, you know, he, he will give Patty, who is a dangerous back taker, those looks, and that'll be dangerous alone here. Um, he will, you know, Patty, his cage positioning and footwork, he, he, he's easily to get pushed back to the fence and grinded on and even taken down by guys like Kazula Vargas, much less an actual, like, legit wrestler like Jared Gordon and top player who is beating these cage warrior grapplers like the Kresfesh uh, goals of the world, you know? Shout out to my guy Brad Tashchuk again. Some guys are lucky, some guys aren't, but there are some rule of thumbs that I think are more interesting and more useful than others. And at least, at the very least, a more interesting one is the, uh, and, and I'm not trying to shit on um, my brothers or sisters across the pond there, uh, who only keep getting better. Um, but there is something about the, uh, especially in, in the men's lightweight division, as a competitive technical division as that we've seen, from the Paul Sass, Chris Fishgold, to plenty of others. Like, we've seen the championship UK grappler who makes his money on the regional scene by submitting guys in the English scene, and then they come over to the UFC. And when they, that game hits a wall, it tends to hit a wall hard. And as improved as Patty's offense is being, and he could get an opportunistic knee or a head kick here, folks, because Gordon's a wrestle boxer. Patty looks like he does a lot of switch kicks and working a lot of switch kicks, jumping and standing. That look like he's got a lot of pop to it, working a lot of knees. And again, Gordon, wrestle boxer, orthodox, dipping to the southpaw or switch kick shots, dipping to the knees naturally. Could get hit, knocked out, hit, back taken. Um, again, Patty's an opportunity. I don't know how much of an athlete he is, but he's more athletic than Gordon for sure. And he is an opportunistic cheater kind of a deal. Uh, an, an athletic opportunistic, you know, uh, an athletic cheater, uh, not an athletic cheater, but you know what I mean. He runs that line of fighters that, you know, again, I am biased toward and against, and this is going to be the classic spot, right? Um, but again, no, no, what, Daniel, you were on the clock, you were against the classic spot last time, and you still fucking lost when you probably should have should have cashed that bet, right? So, again, you know, I could audit myself as far as like what 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 bets am I winning, what bets am I losing? It's like. It's hard, man, especially when you're losing bets. Or arguably, you were on the right side, uh, you know, or you, you had the better fighter and the better striker, but it's just what is... Ultimately, it's what gets fucking perceived, and sure enough, the, the dominoes fall just the right way to me over and whoever I'm betting on. Um, so I could very well set myself up for that. Um, you know, uh, Gordon could gas himself out, try to wrestle Pimblet, and arguably win two rounds, but, you know, Pimblet clearly gets the first round, and then he does enough opportunistic bullshit and scares, and the crowd goes, "Ooh, what the body doing?" Enough, um, you know, to to play into that subconscious influence that's hard to kind of track, right? So believe me, there's plenty of ways for Patty Pimblet to win. Uh, I am not discounting him in the sense, not disrespecting him. Did it before, not doing it now, but I am picking against him now, and I am betting against him now, especially at two to one. So I just put a unit on Jared Gordon. Fuck it. Fuck it. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Uh, Dave uh, Portnoy uh, lose two bets in a row, or maybe he'll win because you know he needs it, and uh, I definitely need another loss. So we'll see how that goes. Wow, Dan, you fucking play it like that, aren't you? Fuck it. Just drive headfirst in the storm at this point. Uh, Drykus, or as I like to say, <laughs> Patty the White, to keep in line with my Patty the White and anything. Drykus, or as I like to say, Third Rikus Duplessis <laughs> is minus one seventy five. Darantil, Darin Fochantil, plus 150. I actually love, you know, my brothers across the pond. And I like them more as the more northern they get. So it may sound like I've got some northern hatred. But, you know, let's just be honest. Yeah, spoiler alert, my picks, I, I don't 
you know, my picks, you better hope I'm wrong because if my picks are right, which again, good chance you're going to be right and I'm going to be wrong for what that's worth, so don't get too mad. Um, I don't know if it's going to be a good night for the Scousers here. And nothing against the Scousers. And believe me, I am not a Duplessis fan. Believe me. I mean, opportunistic, athletic, cheater, you know, jank, big punch, getting rewarded. I mean, he is the classic for that. So part of me is picking that because I've been burned by it so damn much, including Duplessis' last fight, uh, which was a very winnable fight for my guy, Brad Tavares, you know. And shouts to Brad. I hope he's, I hope he's doing well. Uh, he, he gave me some shouts and support when he saw me on the mats, you know. I don't think he recognized me at first. He's like, oh, snaps, back on the mats, huh? And it was it was just great to see Brad. I love Brad. You know, but I was frustrated for him, you know. He, you know, um, it, that, that was a hard fight uh, to watch because he was clearly, you know, he, people still didn't know him, especially such a better fighter. But, again, uh, third Rikus Duplessis. Again, this isn't just hating people. I'm like, listen, folks, listen, folks. I'm saying this for a reason. When you when you when you when you got what nationalist talking points, you, know, you start talking about you're the real Africans and you're gonna show who the real Africans are. Eee, man, eee. Eee. my neck things are jumping out. Eee. Uh, you know, there's no way I'm, my ass ain't gonna make a comment on it, you know. Um, but yeah, you know I gotta break these fights down. You know it's because I like Dot and Tillmore. Um, that doesn't mean I can't pick them. Duplessis is uh, 2-0 against UFC-level southpaws. I know those UFC-level southpaws are Gareth McLennan and Marcus Perez. Not necessarily UFC-level, which people are so quick to point out now that I'm doing these southpaw reports, which are funny because you could tell the people that don't follow me and don't um, listen to the program where it's like, folks, I get what you're saying, and I don't even disagree with it. But shut up because you're fucking preaching to the choir, okay? You're preaching to the guy who's been calling out UFC-level, but... Since this is like the one stat that's unique to me and nobody else fucking does and nobody else is putting out there, you have to have a way to delineate that. Even if you cared and or thought that regional fights from forever ago are relevant if they fought Southpaws, the fact is those fights are hard to track down no matter if we're talking about new fighters or old fighters, no matter the promotion, folks. Um, not worth it. Not worth the salt. Not worth the information. Um, yes, of course. And that's why I'm tied in, and I will tie in at the end of all these threads for the Southpaw Report. Shout out to my guy, Dan Levy. Best fight picks, half the battle for the name on that. Former co-host of mine of the line movement. Uh, but, uh, yeah, um, I'll, I'll talk about these things in context. Now, I, I can't talk about it now because I actually didn't tape this fight. I'm going to tape it um, between now and Minyana while I write my main card article for Junkie. Still got to write my betting article, which will probably be one of the round props I give you guys. If it's not, well, then you'll you'll see. Check out Action Network for that. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, it's not a hardcore pick, but I'm, I'm definitely leaning toward Duplessis here. Um, this is going to be a hard fight to forecast either way. Something tells me after I get into the weeds, I won't feel any better about it. Um, and I'm not looking to target this fight either, believe me. Especially now, it's only being inflated on the Duplessis, third Rikus Duplessis side, so... Yeah, I'm going to check the chat on. Um, spot on accent, Kyle Don Donaldson. I don't know which one it was, but uh, but uh, but thank you for that. Appreciate that. Um, there is a stigma in this world. Yes, sir, there is. I'm trying to break that, by the way. You know, I'm trying to break those stigmas, too. Especially, like, especially that would be cool for, like, me. Not just because uh, I actually, like, you know. Not that I would compare my wants to anybody else. There are people, plenty of people commentating that deserve it. I'm happy for all those people. My guy Aaron, my guy Ben the Baines, uh, my guy John Morgan, um, all these people. But uh, 
come on, how fucking cool, like, you know, Mauro Ronaldo, you know, trash that stigma as far as, you know, the bipolar rock and roller, but like, dude, how fucking cool would it be for a dude with Tourette's to call a fight? And you didn't even know he had, like, what, what? This guy's got, like, yeah, motherfucker, take that stigma, eat shit. This guy just, with Tourette's just fucking talked better than half y'all. Anyways, I think that'd be pretty fucking cool. But fuck stigmas. Uh, Mark Fellows, I'm sorry I'm late. Can you restart the show? For, for you, Mark Fellows, I will. For you, Mark Fellows, I will. Another guy just kicking things in the ass right now. Um, Mark Fellows, uh, I hope you are are kicking things in the ass as well, my friend. Um, with you. Hearts with you. Uh, and I hope you're uh, eating some good food and, and drinking. Hopefully your therapy uh, are going well. Um and again, nothing wrong with mental therapies, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm just not trying to just trying to use vague words, not disclose other people's business. But Mark is a good dude, uh, going through real things, and he still makes the time just to be a positive light in this show, many shows in the space. How can I not give him some love, folks? Come on! Welcome to the Late Show with Dan Tom. Late Show it is. Uh, all right. My plan is always Bellator except Patchy Mix. All right. Well, let's roll with Patchy Mix, my brother. Um, let's let's get it. Let's get it. We got Ricky Omang in the house. Let the edibles guide you to the correct picks, dude. No, not even that. I'm like sober as a judge. I shouldn't be too. I was like thinking like, gee, should I pop a drink? Should I have a treat? Um, no, man. I I all the stammering and emotion was uh, at the top of the show was just me, man. Hey, Lou Betcha. Uh, I heard someone imitating Till, so I had to pop in. Also tripping balls, looking at the background. My man, tripping. Chipping balls. Put on some blue planet, Lou. Shout out to Lou Betya, actually, behind the curtain. So my plan was to do both. To do, I figured I could get one of each. Um, it's hard. It's hit and miss with my guy, Aaron. You know, Just because we can't do the pre-show doesn't mean he can't do my show, right? Uh, so I was going to have my guy, Aaron B., do, uh, do that. Um, and then I was going to actually reach out to my guy, Lou, here for some recap action. Or uh, definitely wanted to get with him for some betting action because obviously Lou Betya. Look at the name, folks. He's the guy laying down the yam bags, baby. Um, he knows what he knows a thing or two of the betting things, and I like his energy. He's he's a he's a uh, he's another again not lighting up a spot. Uh, he's a handsome devil, but you know he's another older guy like myself. So I definitely uh, definitely appreciate. You know we gotta gain up. We gotta we gotta gain up uh, in in this uh, you know uh, gear up with each other here. So uh, don't be surprised if I do something with Lou. But again, my luck has been so bad, folks. Back to that. Like I have PTSD of even planning shit. Like I, that's why I don't even want to like plan shit with people. I'm like yo, my luck has been destroying me and people close to me. Like the last thing I gotta do is like in, invite you know uh, you know the fine people from the space like the Lou Betches of the world or my guy Aaron Bronstetter from the media space like and waste these people's time with like all the issues that I go through like come on now but Lou I got you buddy I haven't forgot about you and uh, be sure to check out my guy Lou so I would love you on props to consider and then maybe bet definitely definitely maybe hey, double dose then maybe you'll also see me on Lou's programs but uh, give Lou Betty a follow on Twitter. He's another another uh, good and funny dude. Keeps it light. Love it. Um, all right. We got uh, Santiago Ponzanibio. Uh, minus 180. Alex Morono plus 155. I'll try to keep the one short that I haven't taped. Did not tape this one with the changeup yet. Um, I'm probably going to be leaning Ponzanibio for what that's worth. And I'm not really going to be looking to the bet this fight. But I do have to write it up. So I will be um, doing some tape a bit on this fight. And if I do come up with something that is worthwhile... 
or if it's worthwhile changing my pick, well, again, that's why I always plug, and you should always reference my quick picks and prognostications articles over at MMAJunkie.com that drop on fight day. You'll get one for Bellator Manana. Um, next fight. Uh, well, actually, the next fight should be opening the main card, and best fight odds did it fucking weird. Um, but we got uh, Ilya Tapuria, um, minus 140, Bryce Mitchell, plus 120. Um yeah, I think this actually opened really close to that. Not much movement. Not that it should. Um, this surprises me. Part of me would think like Bryce Mitchell's favored, but like, am I kind of going through the fear of Bryce Mitchell because I bet against him even though I knew I shouldn't have? I knew it was a long shot. I only just did like the sprinkles in rounds two or round three for Edson Barboza to catch Mitchell with a knee, and he almost did in round two for what that's worth. But again, a losing bet is a losing bet, so definitely not bumping my chest on on that. But uh, again, you know, is it even though I, I didn't completely discount despite picking and playing against Bryce Mitchell and I don't completely discount him despite his kind of craziness and him doing his own Rose Nami Yunus quote Bible verses up there and weird stuff but uh um yeah I feel like you know you could argue like isn't that kind of the best like a grindy sticky guy is going to be the best guy um to beat a guy like Taporia who is really dangerous uh, on the feet explosive um, could possibly be worn down, made to tire. Has had some tough cuts, even though he's not the biggest 145er and certainly will be smaller at the very least next to Bryce Mitchell. Uh, but again, he, 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 the bigger guy could have the better, or will probably have the better cardio in this aspect. It's very scary. And it's very, especially very scary if Bryce Mitchell can win and drag it to winning by decision. Um, but I feel like with this fight between Bryce Mitchell getting his own damn self hyped up. Taporia, who I just rewatched the Ryan Hall fight and was, was again impressed with his composure there. And I know I was high on him even going into that fight despite not having the sample. Not that you really do have a sample, because again, not like Hall is an A-plus wrestler or anything. He's awkward, his funk rolls, Minari rolls, uh, weird dives, so on and so forth. But I, I was confident in his chances for, for watching him on the regionals and, and doing what study I could on Taporia. You guys know I've been big on him. He has that fight against Jai Herbert where he gets hit again, dipping into that left side, you know, um, that left switch kick. Uh, and was it that that set him off? You know, that just made him fight kind of nuts and, you know, hurt. Uh, and then throwing your game plan out the window and then that could gas you. It was a crazy paced fight. You know, how much of it was that? I still got to finish up my Bryce Mitchell tape study, folks, before I land on a pick. I'm leaning towards Aporia, but I don't like it. What I like better, again, the craziness of this fight, whether it's Taporia being gassed, being forced to put fight life or death, and being worried about the takedown gassing him, and then he falls apart before the two and a half mark. That's right, I said two and a half for a reason. You know where I'm going here. Or the fact that, did he get heated because the last fight he was already hyped up going into it because he was getting distracted by putting on the same card as one Patty Pimblet, who... The UFC, of course, is giving them all the opportunities to break the code of conduct so that he could use it in the promotion whilst putting the bait out there for the fighters to, you know, open themselves up for fines and shit because, you know, well, all the UFC profits off it. Um, great. It's a great formula. Uh, but, yes, we've seen this formula before, and it can distract um, Arkansas, baby. Razorbacks. Uh, I may or may not have been to a game. Um, I may or not have spent some time down in Arkansas. I know I don't look it. <laughs> I may or may not have hung out in a racist Arkansas busher uh, barbershop uh, with the Confederate flags up while everybody just looked at me like, what the fuck is this kid doing here? And I'm, you know, that may or may not have happened to your boy down there. You know, uh, 
listen, I had some of the best fried chicken in my life down in Arkansas. I had some amazing food in the South. So I am definitely not a Southern hater. I'm just saying I stick out like a sore thumb. Is that wrong? It's kind of the truth. Uh, Captain Obvious here. Uh, so, you know, I, I could end up with a Mitchell pick, man. Like, he could very well win this fight. I definitely would not bet Taporia. Um, be confident picking him, much less bet him at favorite odds. But um, I think he, he either gets the knockout that I was uh, thinking our Barbosa could get last time, or he uh, dies trying um, with the emotion and uh, from this week, the outside intangible shit to the stuff that the physical, overwhelming emotion of a, of a suffocating grappler and pressure fighter that's relentless, like Mitchell can bring. Um, to any potential cuts, again, that's something to watch out for for Taporia and Pimblet, right, for their prospective matchups. Uh, I know Gordon's had some rough times on the scales as well, but these are matchups where you might want to watch the scale, folks. This is being recorded before, so keep that in mind as well. Um, I may not follow up in other houses, but I did see it in plus 114 at one house, and perhaps, again, it's my FOMO from missing the Schnell um, Nikolau under, but I took the under 2.5 for plus money here. Uh, between Tapuria and uh, Mitchell, I feel like that. I feel like it's under or past, to be honest, um, with this fight. Unless you see different, or maybe I will see different, and I will be regretting this bet. And I just did the thing. I never do this, folks. I hate doing it because now, as I'm finishing the Bryce Mitchell tape study, and of course, I'm going to rewatch his most recent two fights, which are going to go by decision, right? And that would ruin this this play. You know, so how how much am I how much am I going to be watching with confirmation bias now that I've bet that number, or if I've done what you know we've all done, perhaps you guys do this where you see the number you want, let me research it first. How much of you are you doing confirmation for the number you want to bet, right? Even though I'm not fully committed, I only took it in one house. I may not take it in the rest. The fact is, I took it. Some of my analysis is kind of compromised. Tough fight to pick either way, so who knows? Who gives a fuck, right? Maybe if I wasn't compromised and I'm on a hot streak and I do my due diligence, I still get this fight wrong. Very possible, of course. It's MMA. So we go down to the prelims, folks. 132. All right, pushing through. We, we, we have to cover a lot of ground, so we're actually not doing too bad when you think about it. Um, we got uh, Jarzinho Rosenstruck. Fantasy Jewish Fight League. Rosenstruck. Uh, minus 170 versus Chris Dukakis. Uh, Dacus. Uh, plus 145. Surprise money's coming in on Dacus because this feels like a terrible matchup. I feel like it's Rosenstruck by knockout. But the funny thing is you could argue that like Dacus does need to put the pressure on whether it's uh, mixing and grappling or not. He is a black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Uh, has not shown a lot of reliable entries or a strong presence at the ground game, even if he is confident down there, folks. So I don't know how much I can rely on it. It's the big cage. It's a guy who's going to be treacherous to get in on and a guy who as bad as he is off his back has been steadily improving his takedown defense you know so i feel like we just get a slow staring contest i feel like this is over this is like fatty territory you look for like you know i want to look like rosenstruck wins by decision what the number on that is what 800 okay now it's like down to like plus 465 in some houses jesus christ what's the over over one and a half plus holy shit okay i'm gonna look into this because uh, i haven't taped this fight folks i'm gonna look into it and again maybe there's some subconscious buying as a play because i just got clearly you saw me get excited from a number um but maybe i go over 1.5 at plus 135 small like a half unit play and then do like a quarter unit if i can find it anywhere plus 500 or upwards for rosenstruck especially if i can find it at plus 800 rosenstruck by decision 
You tell me we don't get a, a, a staring contest? Um, I feel like the over is probably the better bet, to be honest, because um, I do feel like it's going to be tentative. Doc has said so himself, even though it's the wrong thing for him to do. Um, we'll see. Um, you know, Rosenstruck was getting aggressive, which is part of the reason why I leaned into him and took a dog shot, I think, on his last fight, but then we saw that worked out. So, yeah, maybe he goes back to being uh, conservative, right? So, yeah. I'm picking Rosenstruck for sure. The method and bets aren't there, but I'd be lying to you folks. That over at plus money is looking awfully tempting for totals there. Um, that may be definitely something. That may be something I take a shot on. We'll see. I got to look at it. It's heavyweight MMA. But again, heavyweight MMA is actually, I've been getting accurate reads on. I'm just too much of a who's head to play it um raul rosas jr what the fuck did he open at minus 230 open at minus 200 even that jesus jay perrin plus 195 i get it you know it's not good to enter the ufc at this it's hard to learn on the job rosas already getting the overhyped treatment he is gonna fail uh, at some point because not because i want him to i don't seems like a a, a, a young kid a good a, a fine kid for what it's worth but it will come Will it be this time? I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Uh, Perrin seems like a guy who will kind of have the fight that a fighter, uh, any his opponent wants to have. Um, has some sweet boxing and close, some like uppercut hook returns. Maybe could be live when Rosas is going for a takedown. But aside from that, uh, I think Rosas is going to kind of have his fight unless he gasses or makes a really big mistake. I do have to watch some tape before I'm, I'm really confident on this fight at all, but um, I'll probably lean toward and end up picking Rosas Jr. Definitely not a fight I'm looking to target on either side. Definitely not the favorite, but I'm not even really interested in the dog on this point. I'm rooting for Perrin. I'm rooting for you if you're on him. No offense there. Just telling you where I'm at, right? Just telling you where I'm at. I'm gonna look at uh, some of the chat here to catch up. We got Kyler Donaldson. Kyler, baby. Oh, and bur of course, burst your bubble. Of course, that's on the podcast feed, baby. I, I burst your bubble on my podcast feed. K Kyler is the man. I, I know Kyler. Uh, what's up, Kyler? Uh, shout out to Burst Your Bubble Podcast, by the way. Arkansas, that's right. That's where the love from the South is coming. My guy Kyler was in there. That's that's right. That's right. Um, Thirty twenty six Bryce, if he doesn't get the sub. Ryan Hall doesn't half the one-tenth of the takedown offense Bryce has. Uh, very true. Yeah, absolutely. Ryan Hall doesn't have great takedowns. Uh, Bryce Mitchell is really good, well-timed, serviceable takedowns. Um, so, and, he, and he's consistent. So I think Taporia's takedown defense is good enough. But again, if he's not able to make hay off of it, it's going to be real bad for him, you know, which is why, again, I could end up picking Bryce Mitchell myself. I hope you're wrong there, Kyler. If he does win, I hope he gets the sub because uh, of my undercashes. But I hear you, man. Could be a 30-26 Bryce, man. Who knows? Love that. Love that over. Yeah, hopefully the over will too. Rosenstruck will pull through two punches for the first and then win the fight by KO. He will, right? It's just when does he win the fight by KO? It's like he's definitely not going to push the push the issue, which again, back to the over and, a, and a, you know, two tentative dudes in there. Uh, Dan Tom, here's a prop to consider and then maybe bet Perrin round three KO. There, there's a man who, who with some style of thinking. You know I love me some big odds. I'm like the Brad Tashjucks or the... Uh, uh, Paul Shags of the world. I like those big numbers. And I know my guy Lou Betia is a fan of those big freaking numbers too for those props. Um, yeah, if you're going to bet, yeah, you, you want to bet with the uh, with the uh, with the numbers there. There we go. Thanks for the positive likes, guys. Seeing a lot of likes get in there. Uh, appreciate the likes on the video if you're watching and joining me here. All right, moving down, we got a uh, Edmund Shabazian. 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 Edmund Shabazian minus 295. 
Uh, Dolce, Lunjambula, plus 245. Didn't take this fight. Probably leaning to Shabazian, but I am definitely not looking to bet this fight. Didn't take this fight. So why waste your time on this fight? Yeah, probably leaning towards Shabazian, but uh, not, not, I have no interest in it, so don't. Don't take my word too seriously, even when you see my pick go up on fight day at Dan Tom MMA. Next fight, however, I'm interested in. We got uh, Joaquin Buckley, minus 165. Comeback on Chris Curtis, plus 140. Man, I was not looking to bet um, to bet this fight, but uh, Chris Curtis as an underdog really, really surprised me. And, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Okay. Um, yeah, it really surprised me. Um, and uh, it's hard because it, you can't be confident, right? Um, Southpaw versus Southpaw. Neither guy, surprisingly, despite having a deep uh, experience, deceptively deep in the regional scene across two weight classes, middleweight and welterweight, neither of them has faced notable or UFC-level Southpaws, right? For whatever that's worth, right? Um, so it's hard to tell how that dynamic will work out. Uh, Buckley likes to throw more kicks, so you think it will work out for him more. Because the same stance is going to open up more, at least, you know, not more kicks, but more conventional kicks. Um, the leg kicks that southpaws, southpaws aren't used to throwing. Uh, but it'll also open you up more to checking shots and hooks, which Buckley has a trouble doing because he throws himself, A, so hard into his shots. Um, B, he also moves very linearly, you know. I know people are down on Chris Curtis, and I wonder if that's part of the reason the line because, you know, people forget that... Jack Hermanson, you know, is better than given credit for, especially when he has, you know, um, the comfortability of length uh, out there, and he's fighting a guy that literally took the fight on on like a week notice, right? Chris Curtis, or like a week, maybe a little over a week notice, or whatever it was. Um, and Chris Curtis got heated. We saw him in a, on a bad performance, right? Um, he admits that himself. His coaches admitted himself. You know, they are given the, the best things they can. Extreme Couture goes in there and they beat Jack Hermanson the second try they get, right? Um, now they're getting a second try uh, at Joaquin Buckley again, uh, Durayev, right? They had a, uh, had a shot with, with him, but now they got a different stylistic matchup. And who has checking shots, even though, again, not as big of a kicker, kicking presence, but who has those checking shots and counters? Chris Curtis. Who has the better cardio? Chris Curtis. Who likes the gas, especially because he's been trying to press wrestling games? Well, that's Joaquin Buckley. Well, who has good enough takedown defense to stay off his back against uh, Adolfo Vieira? Chris Curtis, right? And like that fight, um, I picked Chris Curtis rounds two and three. Uh, didn't cash those even though he won. I'm going that same approach here as well, except this time we get Chris Curtis as a dog. So I did one unit on Chris Curtis at plus 143. And then I put, load the clip, 0.17U, Chris Curtis, round two, plus 800. Chris Curtis, round three. Master, master of love. Uh, where's my guy, uh, where's my guy, Derek Love? Master of love. The D-Love special, round three. Uh, maybe we have another one coming coming in a second here. Um, uh, round three there. So I split it up. Um, I may split my, uh, my, my MMA prop squad unit up into two. Um, and play these because the other round three um, is already taken. And hopefully I didn't jinx that for that person who took it. It's my guy, uh, Manpreet. Shouts to Manpreet. Does great work over there. Um, but you guys can guess my round three because it's a round. It's one of my favorite round threes of all time. A round three I pretty much religiously uh, almost play on this show. Uh, a guy who got me through the quarantine. You know I'm getting that. 
He is he is he is the mascot. He's one of the mascots for the show, baby. Uh, but yeah, I'm rolling with Chris Curtis. Um, the values there. I know. I, I stated extreme couture bias, folks. Um, eight shit betting or not betting their fights, right? Bet them, I lose. I don't bet them, they win. So hopefully, I'm not jinxing my guy here. I'm warning you guys of any potential jinxes or bad juju. It's not like I haven't been fucking warning everybody, wearing the damn sign on my back at this point. But uh, yeah, those are my plays right now. Yeah. DJ, meh, meh, meh. Billy Q, Billy Quarantillo, Billy Quarantine, Buffalo, South Florida, Billy Q, round three, Billy Quarantillo, minus 170, Alex Hernandez, plus 145, called Moicano down to the round by sub round two. Last time Hernandez uh, fought, um, I think I probably picked Shane Burgos, um, so I, 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 I begrudgingly picked against Billy Q. But you bet your ass I've cashed on those Billy Q round threes and I've been betting those religiously otherwise, folks. That has been something. That was something I had my eye on. Uh, my guy Manpreet beat me to it, but there is no passive aggressive or anything angry there. Believe me, if anything, I am like preemptively apologizing to my guy Manpreet, who I'm going to give another shot because, again, he does fantastic work. Um, because uh, preemptively apologizing. Because if it doesn't hit, it's not I apologize to Billy Q. I apologize to Manpreet and I apologize to you, the listener. Because uh, you bet your ass it was my jinx that uh, if this thing doesn't cash, Hernandez is going down. He'll back down to 145 again. Gonna, and, you know, and he already uh, has those gas tank issues. He's gonna go against a guy that's gonna have a high work work rate against Billy Quarantine. I know Billy Quarantine's coming off a long layoff, but it was for good reason. Uh, he got his uh, surgery, visit surgery, and like it kind of makes a lot of sense if you look at the shots and the style that he fought. And right away after the vision, was already seeing Billy Q report like. A huge improvement in his vision and his capabilities. So, we'll see, right? He's got to prove it. It'll be his first fight back. He hasn't been back since November of last year. But I like me some Quarantillo. I don't know about minus 170. I'm already kind of heavily exposed, although that is a discount from the 2 to 1. So, you're getting that at a discounted rate. We get maybe Billy Q close to minus 150. I pull the trigger like I did on Scott Holtzman. Because, you know, that doesn't bring up any bad memories or any bad juju. Um, maybe there we'll see, but uh, I definitely play Billy Q round three, uh, and since it, 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 you know, again, I get there late to the party, so it's only plus eight hundred, the number I got it for. Um, Billy Q round three. Uh, <laughs> I did uh point three uh three U instead of the point seventeen U, and you know, Scotty Pippen, baby. Uh, number 33, best basketball jersey number because you can encompass a lot of great plays with that number. Um, that's a lucky number for me, and I could use all the luck I could get my hands on, obviously. So going with Billy. Round three. Rhyme All right. Uh, TJ Brown, uh, Eric Silva, even minus 110. No clue who the fuck I'll pick. Maybe Eric Silva. Who knows? Who cares? Vinicius Salvador, minus 250. Daniel De Silva, plus 210. Daniel De Silva, plus uh, 210. Seems like there's value. The more experienced fighter, switch stance, aggressive, but runs out of steam, falls apart. Vinicius Salvador knows what he's good at. Southpaw striker, Daniel Da Silva, 0-2 against UFC-level southpaws. Didn't do much more tape than that. Don't even think I will. Don't want to bet the fight. Don't see the interest in it in any way. We'll pick Salvador. Um, all right, we got Prince of Mischief here saying, Alex moved to 145 in his last attempt to keep his job. Billy Q battle-tested at 145. Absolutely. Are you trying to talk me into laying the hammer on Billy Q there? Don't 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 talk me into it. We'll see how much money I have left over to bet after this is all over. 
Still got to leave at least 1.02 units because I do the two six legs, or uh, the six two leg, uh, yeah, six two leggers or whatever um, at 0.17 U for a 1.02 unit exposure total for my one rabbit and only one house. I got to leave that in, but yeah, we'll see how much money I have left over. Uh, next, last, lastly but not leastly, uh, Cameron Simon, who is a southpaw, minus 360. Stephen Coslow. Plus 295, both fighters, uh, ridiculously limited sample size at 6-0. and oh. So no southpaws to compare it to, nothing to compare it to, not looking to bet the fight, not looking to look into the fight, not interested in the fight. So I'll pick Simon Bra. Simon uh, is what I will pick there. Um, all right, how do we do on time? Thank you guys. Give this a like again. Please could use it. Like, subscribe, five-star ratings and reviews. Uh, thank you for those of you who donated in the super chat. I appreciate that. These channels are now monetized, so your uh, your support really means a lot. Daniel Tom MMA, if you're listening on audio platforms, whether you're listening on the smartphone, friendly players at mixedmartialanalyst.com, where you can hit the PayPal to donate. Uh, as long right below that PayPal secure link is you know more secure links to Amazon and on it click throughs. All you do is click once through those links at mixedmartialanalyst.com. Whatever you buy through no extra clicks or purchase of or or, or money. Uh, whatever you purchase through on it or Amazon, a small percentage of said purchase gets kicked back to this year's show, and it is a big, big help. So I really appreciate you for that. Uh, also, the likes and shares on all social media platforms at the PYM Podcast. I don't pollute your feed, so really important, really helpful. If you like, subscribe, follow on those. You can find me mainly on Twitter at Dan Tom MMA. Um, if you're not one of the you know just weirdo fucking incels who aren't gonna like try to fucking harass me or the people that uh, uh, that I love and stuff on social medias you could probably find me on Instagram that I've been much more active um, since I was going to get back into uh, my fight this year and I will be I will be kicking someone's fucking ass next year for fucking sure so you can follow me there um, for more like cooking and animal photos really is mainly more than anything uh, I do there Great show from Kyler Donaldson. Thank you. And shouts to the Burst Your Bubble podcast. Hope to be back on there in 2023 once I get my shit together. Of course, I haven't been able to do anybody's really show. I've been turning down requests, unfortunately. Even the friends like Burst Your Bubble. Of course, friends of the program. All right, recapping picks and plays for Bellator. I am taking Rafion Stotts over Danny Sabatello. Taking Carmouche over Velasquez. Taking Mix over Maga Madoff. Taking Rasta over Adams, I played Stotts at plus 300 inside the distance, half a unit. Played Mix for one unit at plus 110. Was tempted to play Carmouche, but I am not going to tempt fate again, especially with my luck and my luck last time, which I did have, mind you. Ah, uh, For UFC 282, I am taking Ankalaev. Dagestani Stipe! It's Dagestani Stipe Miocic, folks. He's just wearing a nose piece and a beard piece. Don't... Come on. I'm not the only one who sees it. Taking Dagestani Stipe Ankalaev over Blachowicz. Taking Gordon over Patty the White Natty Pimblet. Patty the White fucking Natty. Listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a sloppy shit on your fucking plays, Dan. I don't fucking care. Speak English like I do. <laughs> um, taking him over Pimblet. Taking Third Rikus Duplessis. I'm going to show you from South Africa. I don't like... I don't want to finish that sentence. So I don't want to know what Duplessis doesn't like. But I will take him here as a non-biased analyst. Or Darren Fochen Till. Fochen L. Darren Till. Um, be rooting for Darren. Part of me, at least. Uh, probably will take Ponzanibio, but again, you got to check my main card quick picks and prognostications. 
slightly leaning toward Taporia, but you got to check my main card quick picks and prognostications. I won't be confident regardless who I pick there. Um, although I did take the under 2.5. Um, top and uh, who the fuck is he fighting? Uh, Arkansas. <laughs> under 2.5. Plus 114 for a unit. Um, I did play that, so just coming clean there. Uh, speaking of totals, I might play uh, the over one uh, one and a half uh, on Rosenstruck minus 170. Uh, you know, or plus 135 for the over. I mean, taking Rosenstruck though over uh, Dukakis, Dacus. taking Rosas Jr. over Perrin, taking Shabazian over Lunjambula, taking Curtis over Buckley. Taking Billy Quarantine, Billy Q, Billy Quarantillo, South Florida Buffalo over uh, Hernandez. Taking, I don't know, maybe I'll take Eric Silva for TZ Brown. Check my check my picks on fight day at Dan Tom and May. Yeah, taking Salvador over De Silva, I guess. La Cierda. Taking Simimbra, Cameron Simon over Coslo. Um, but yeah, uh, recapping the plays again. Uh, got Gordon for a unit. Um... I got uh, under in Taporia, under 2.5 in Taporia, fucking Arkansas, Mitchell. Um, might take the over, didn't pull the trigger, so don't follow me yet. Check my picks and plays at fight day. Uh, took Chris Curtis at plus 143 for a unit, and then took rounds two plus 800, round three plus 1400 for 0. .17 U sprinkles. Billy Q, round three, plus 800, point 33 U. Uh, maybe we'll uh, add more if he even dips further. Under 170, closer to 150. Maybe I lay it down depending on my overall exposure. Um, and I believe that is it. Uh, let's see. Roughly one, a half, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, about seven units of exposure. It looks like I'm rocking total between Bellator and UFC. Uh, maybe closer to eight in one house. Um, and, and we'll see if I add any more. Uh, but those are the uh, picks and plays, guys. Again, like the video. Thank you. Share. Subscribe. Get the word out there. I, I appreciate you guys. I Listen to me, bitch. I, I'm sorry I'm wearing on my sleeve. It's not uh, attractive. It's not good for business to be this honest. It's not good for the psyche to be this brutal on myself. But it's who I am. And again, for better or worse, I am fucking honest, and that is something we do not have enough of in this world, especially in this space, especially in the gambling space. It's a greasy, dirty fucking world out there, and I am stressing more than I should be to do things for free. So thank you guys for recognizing that, and thank you guys for recognizing me as an analyst and as a source of information, recognizing me for the information that I do give that few others, if no others, for certain things don't. Um, and just the recognition as an analyst because again, I will probably never get that in this space. It's kind of weird to work a job that you'll never, that has a hard cap on it, but here I am. Um, for, so I don't know how much longer I, I'll be doing it. I'm going to give it another year of push. This is the last breakdown. Thank you guys for joining me. Uh, I wish you guys nothing but the best, like I always do on your picks and plays. More importantly, on friends and family. This is a tough time of year on many things. Um, people that suffer from depression and stuff for real, okay? Not just, you know, saying it like like, like like some fighters may and some fighters that don't do it, that do it for the real energy, like Jared Gordon. That's more where I align with. 
So reach out to those who don't usually reach out or you usually don't reach out to. Just reach out to your friends and family. Put that energy into them. Don't care about this stupid bullshit so much. But yes, good luck on your picks and plays, folks. And always protect your